welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. Welcome to IC Star Wars. Avengers, assemble! I am the famous pirate Nopes McGinty. You're gonna see the Nacho Man, Danny Chavez. Eclectic Collective. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of the Imperial Commissary. Get it on, bang a gong, clock a gong. Leave us alone, Mel Brooks. In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Here is the Eclectic Collective and the ICCC. Hello, podcast world. We are the Eclectic Collective. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. I'm Micah. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike Havens from ICCCon. We are going to save that for the section of IC Star Wars where we usually have the interview, and we will talk with Matt, Brian, Ryan, Micah, and Jim from the Eclectic Collective podcast a little bit later. But right now, we're going to hop right into the Ask Mike section. Uh, so we're going to knock that out of the way. This is going to be a bit longer podcast than normal, but that's exciting. And later, we're going to hop into everything about Barada. I picked Barada a last 17 figure because it's just a touch easier to knock a last 17 out because there's not too many variants on them. All right, we will go right into the Ask Mike section now. Thank you very much for tuning in for another episode of I See Star Wars. Were you on a star cruiser? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. What's this? What is what? He asked you a question. What is that? If this is your first time listening, let me tell you a little bit about the Ask Mike section of IC Star Wars. Ask Mike is a post I put up on The Imperial Commissary. The Imperial Commissary is what started all of this. It was a Facebook group, a tiny little Facebook group that has become a giant Facebook group. Uh, but check it out, www.imperialcommissary.com. You can follow along with everything there. That's also uh, where you can find IC Star Wars. You can find all about the con. You can find all about uh, the 22 subgroups of the Imperial Commissary and the Imperial Commissary itself. But anyway, I post up a post there and I say, ask me anything in the comments about me, the IC, ICC con, Star Wars, anything. I'll do my best to answer it off the cuff on the air. Um, I do a podcast, I See Star Wars, and the hashtag ICSW. I have the time uh, for an episode, so fire away. And then I put the link for the Imperial Commissary. I don't look at the questions ahead of time, so it's fresh for the show. Let me know if you any questions you have. Thanks. And uh, I said it should come out Friday, which is today, and I'm really hoping to release it tonight. So I'm trying to knock out this podcast episode. I actually put up a post this morning. Um, 
just a little side story. And uh, it's because I have three lunches scheduled today. One is at 11.30, one is at 12, and one is at 1, I believe. And uh, I don't know how I'm going to squeeze them all in, but the first one should go pretty quick, so maybe I'll make it just like a appetizery type thing i don't know but um i'm also going to jam in a podcast today and i also got to mow my lawn and i gotta fix the collection room up a bit because i have a friend from college coming down a non-star wars friend uh he's got no idea um he he knows i collect star wars but i mean when you when you have someone that does not collect at all walk into a actual star wars collection room for the first time um it's shocking to them so it'll be very, very funny to see his reaction. I'm very excited for that. But um, getting a lot done today, which is good. And also I have Interstar. Uh, I got a couple loads there and stuff that I got to take care of. Um, and also I'm working on a thing with the, the symphony. Well, it's for something else. It's for, these are my real jobs, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, Star Wars related, we do a little thing called I See Star Wars. I uh, do this podcast and I ask you for your questions. So let's dive right into the questions. I've got it right here. Uh, Ray Schilling is the first question. Will Jim Swearingen be doing a presentation or a panel at ICCCon? Or just hanging out, signing, etc.? Super excited to meet him. Uh, Jim Swearingen is part of a panel. I can't really give out details about the panel. They're going to be... Um, the panels and the, the stage experiences at ICCCon this year are going to be a little bit different than they were last year. Um, we have Mark Ruciano, who's handling all our video and marketing and editing uh, for anything digital, um, and he's also handling the stage like he did last year, but we're going bigger and better and different, and there's a bunch of secret um, cool reveals, but yes, Jim Swearingen will be on stage at one point. There will be a uh, list out beforehand, but really... Uh, Get there early for the stage presentations because there's some there's some really cool things. I'm trying to it's it's hard to talk about stuff without giving anything away because one thing that's wonderful, one thing that Walt Disney knew, everybody knew way back in the day, um, that sometimes they lose nowadays, is there is something wonderful about surprises and excitement and not knowing everything that's gonna happen. So uh, I can't give away too many details, but yes. Jim Swearingen will be doing a presentation of some sort. Um, and uh, check out the other panels, too. They're going to be... It's. I'm very, very excited with what Mark has planned. He's got me really excited about this. So, uh, And it's wonderful because it's out of my hands more. Plus, even with the collector stage, it used to be down in this little hallway, but we're using that for something else. So uh, it's going to be main stage. We're going to do main stage stuff because we have three days now. So I'm very, very excited. Um, next up, Ray Schilling again. Are you mildly... I don't mind if you guys ask extra questions. It's fine. <laughs> Are you mildly, really, or extremely excited for Episode Nine, or not at all? What do you think of the trailer? As much as I love the original Star Wars, I'm finding it very difficult to have any emotion for the Disney movies anymore. Okay, Ray. Um, here's the thing. All right, let's... I'll answer it. You ready? <laughs> this is just my personal opinion. Okay, folks? Um, I'm super duper excited for it, but I'm a little bit different. I do a lot of childish type things. Um, I am a very realistic person when it comes to my real jobs. Uh, I am very strict and regimental, but I also play with Star Wars toys. Legitimately. I mean, I'm not like sitting there all day being like, burp, 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 Darth Vader. But I mean, they are on my desk. Um, I put up that picture every day. I mean, that's fun for me. 
Uh, things like that are fun for me. So I think for the next movies that are coming out, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the trailer, tune out for the next 30 seconds and come back. Um, I'm super excited. Yeah, the way Ray flips over that TIE fighter and and I'm, I'm fired up to see it. I'm very excited. I also love the new movies. They got my wife into Star Wars. Um, just with TFA, she really got into it and that has given us a bond in our relationship completely severed from everything else that's incredible and wonderful and we get to do super duper fun things that are star wars related and we're both having a good time which is awesome so uh i'm i'm super hyped for episode nine now on to the second part of your your question what did you think of the trailer welcome back folks if you are coming back from the uh spoiler alert there will not be any spoilers i really really enjoyed the trailer it was really great i'm very excited for it that's uh what you missed if you tuned out um as much as I love the original, your next part of your question, Ray, as much as I love the original Star Wars, I'm finding it very difficult to have any motion for the new Disney movies anymore. All right, here is what I said when I was like, well, I'll go off on a little tangent here. It's not for you. It's not for me. The thing is, is I'm a special kind of nerd that likes, like, super duper playing with toys and like, you know, I'm pretty uppity. And, uh, so that's why it's, it's for kids. Um, and I'm extremely a kid at heart, so I'm cool with it. Um, sometimes there's mistakes, there were mistakes in the old Star Wars. Remember before they redid everything and recleaned it up and everything, there was a potato flying through space. If that potato flew through space and somebody picked that up on Facebook, if Facebook was around in 1977, they would have ripped the movie apart. But, that's the difference with nowadays, and that happens a lot. And here's the thing. They made Rogue One for us. And most folks that I know um, that are huge into the old movies and don't really like the new ones loved Rogue One. Um, and then they made Solo for us. The thing is, is Solo came out right after The Last Jedi, which was not made for us. What happened is I personally believe that Disney just jumped the gun just a little, but it doesn't matter. It's Disney, and I'm sure they know what they're doing more than I do. This is just my personal opinion. But they jumped the gun just a touch by turning over The Last Jedi into more of a future generation movie making the movie for a future generation when they did that they lost a lot of the old school people who didn't like it but you go look at the last jedi and imdb it has very very good reviews and it has i think it's eight point something stars i don't know i don't have it up but um it does very well and it made bazillions of dollars so they obviously know what they're doing and it's not intended to connect with us um, what they were giving us, I believe, I believe in Disney's business plan, wonderful business plan, they were giving us the side movies for us, for us old school collectors, old school nerds that love the old school movies, that want to see Darth Vader be cool, and want to see a Boba Fett movie, and want to see a Rogue One type movie, or a Han Solo movie, and what they did is they were making these side movies for us. Solo got blasted. Everybody on the internet got so angry. But Solo was super duper fun. I mean, it was a great popcorn movie. Was it Braveheart? No. But was it a great popcorn movie? Yeah. You know, I, I really liked Solo. When that speeder got stuck, I was like, yeah, because it was Solo, you know. And I think uh, Emmerich did a great job. I think everybody that worked on that did a great job. Woody Harrelson, I think, is one of the most, what is it, most diverse unbelievably 
diversified character in the history of TV or movies or anything. I mean, he's amazing. And uh, I didn't really love him that much, but I did in that movie. And I loved him in Cheers. And think of how polar opposite those two characters are. Um, so I think that Solo was really, really good. And I think those movies were for us. But the thing is, is if someone's giving you a handout, and that's what Disney was doing for us. Disney is a giant company. They own everything, and they're they're so big. And But what they do sometimes is they have somebody who's in the lead, like Kathleen Kennedy, who a lot of people have issues with, but I think is awesome. The reason why I think she's awesome is because she is trying to give us some things that we want. If Hasbro calls her up or whatever and says, hey, we're going to knock out a sales bar, she's cool. And if we wanted JJ to make another movie, she's cool. If we wanted this, she's cool. I mean, she was giving us a whole line of movies that were just for us. And if the quote-unquote, and I'm making quotes in the air, but I'm on a podcast, so if the quote-unquote Star Wars fans, which I don't think you're a real fan if you just bash stuff. I mean... I, I'm a Jet fan, and I make fun of the Jets, and I tease the Jets, and yeah, we haven't been good since Namath, but I don't just bash the Jets. I don't pick on every single thing that's ever happened wrong and make fun of it relentlessly. I mean, I don't understand why that happens in Star Wars. And all I know is they were making these sidebar movies just for us, just for our old school minds, and they fit. And Rogue One is so good. Go watch Rogue One again. I challenge you. To not think that is a good movie. Leave the Star Wars out of it. Leave the canon out of it. Leave whatever out of it. It was a good movie with good actors that was directed well. It was good. So, I like the new movies. Do you have to love the no movies? No, but they're not for you to love. They're for the kids to love. And you know what? The thing is, is everybody thought they knew better when Phantom Menace was out. And everybody was like, oh, Jar Jar, bah. You know what? Jar Jar had a billion mile long line at celebration for autographs and kids like him and it's 20 years later and those kids are starting to become the collectors so what are we to say what kids can like what kids can't like you know shoot i used to listen to old school rap music you know and new school rap music i do not get but they sell a billion albums so somebody gets it and that's okay we don't all have to get everything that comes out Star Wars, everything Star Wars makes. And I believe Disney being the company it is, which I know it's gigantic. But the thing is, is it's still in the business of making and selling magic. I think Disney is the company it is, and I think we will have wonderful Star Wars stuff for everybody for a very long time. Ooh, I gotta snooze that. I'm sorry, my phone just went off. It's reminding me I have to leave for lunch. One of my lunches. One of my many lunches in uh, about an hour and a half. But I'm going to record as much as I can, and then I'll save it, and then I will do the rest later today. Um, we're going to go on to the next question here. But yes, watch the new movies. And if they're not for you, watch the cartoons or something. You know what? Rebels. I liked Rebels a lot. But a lot of people are like, I don't watch cartoons. And I don't know. It's up to you. But that's a pretty wide brush to brush with. Try it out. <laughs> I always say try it out. I mean, shoot. Okay, next up. Adam Marks, with Celebration next August, does that change your ICC C 2020 plan since it'll be just a few weeks after if you stay in early mid-September? 
Yes, Adam Marks, it does. I guess, spoiler alert, sort of, but it's an ICCC spoiler. Um, yes, we are moving the convention. Uh, I'm not sure which day it will be, either in April or uh, June. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. I have a couple different dates that we're looking at locking in. Uh, but yes, I am going to move it up. I'm going to get out of the way of the big guys. I can't compete with Celebration. I can't compete with Lucasfilm. I mean, they're wonderful. I w also want to go, so I can't make my convention right after it because I have way too much to do. Um, about the last four months before the convention, it takes a lot of time. I mean, for example, today... Well, uh, you already know what's going on today. Today's a busy day, but... Um, we just keep being busy. No, I'm going to get out of their way. I love Celebration. I don't want to impede it in any way, and I don't want to compete with it in any way. Um, our thing is a little bit more geared towards collectors instead of, here's all the new release things we're going to do this year. Here's a XYZ that if you stand in line for 45 hours, you can get that you can put on eBay for your ticket price. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really want the ICC Con ever to be like that but i love that con and the reason why i love that con is because i really go and i really really enjoy everything about celebration it's super duper fun the thing is is i happen to be in a better financial position than a lot of folks and i'm in a way worse one than a lot of folks but i'm in a better financial position than a lot of folks so i can afford a trip like that and it doesn't really make me decide to not go to disney world you know, or not go to somewhere else. It's, you know, I, so anyway, what I'm trying to say is that's why I'm trying to keep ICC con to be a giant convention that is as good as the big boys, if not better, but has a mom and pop. If you're a VIP, you get a day instead of a half an hour, you get a VIP room, you get food, you get ice cream, you get sodas for free. The whole time, snacks for free, chips for free, crunchy granola bars for free, everything for free. ICCC VIP is second to none on the planet, and it is by far, it, I'll tell you what, you cannot find another VIP experience like ICCCon at any other convention in the world. There, I just said it. I don't care what their VIP costs, um, whether it's 500 bucks, 900 bucks, $10,000. I don't care what their VIP costs. Maybe if it's $10,000 and it's like the Monaco Grand Prix or something like that. But I mean, just a, a regular con VIP experience, you cannot get a better value. Ours is 250 bucks, And well, I'm not going to go into it all, but it comes with a whole bunch of stuff and it comes with a room and food and everything. And an entire day to access the convention one whole day earlier than everyone else where everything well not everything but well yeah probably everything 99.9% .9 of the stuff the displays the vendors the uh, guest stars the props the everything are all there so you are good to go. You have entire access to everything a day before people. You're treated like a VIP at ICCCon VIP. But yes, I definitely have to get out of the way of the big boys. You give me another 20 years and then, you know, we'll, we'll maybe stick to the same exact date. But um, for 2020, figure on April or June. Just plan on it. Um, we're going to do it, so it's no worries. Uh, it's just I'm not sure which month but we've already been talking to the venue and it's 
it's locked in for those two months. One of those two months, I'm just not sure. We're trying because it's either early April or end of June, and I'm trying to. I have a lot of people that have kids and stuff, and there's a lot of spring breaks, and they can't do two weeks off. And we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. But that is next year's problem. This year it is September 13th, 14th, and 15th at the Williamson County Expo Center. Come on out, check it out. ICNashville.com. All right, next question, Stephen Hopwood. In ESB, Empire Strikes Back, how did Boba Fett know that he would find and be able to trail the Millennium Falcon by being dumped out of the Star Destroyer along with the garbage? Also, aside from the above, can you name the one thing that Boba Fett actually did well in any of the movies? (sighs) Stephen Hopwood. Stephen Hopwood is a funny guy, and he likes to tease me about Boba Fett. That's okay. I'll answer your questions, buddy. (laughs) In Empire Strikes Back, how did Boba Fett know where he would find Solo? All right. The reason why Boba Fett knew where he would find Solo is the same reason why Dog the Bounty Hunter knows where to find bounties. Uh, The reason why is because they do this for a living. They search for people. They know the ways that people sneak out of places. Boba Fett has done so much recon work and so many bounty hunting missions that he's probably seen it numerous times before. So let me turn your question around and ask you, how did Han Solo... No, to attach to the back of a Star Destroyer to go away with the garbage. And maybe it is a trick that Boba Fett is actually the one who invented. And Han Solo just heard about it in a cantina one day. Ha! Now, next one. Uh, uh, Euro, also aside from the above, can you name one thing that Boba Fett did well in the movies? Man, he's the only person that caught Han Solo. The only one. Nobody else. He did exactly his job. He got Han Solo the job of the hut. The only thing you can fault Boba Fett for is doing his job perfectly and then hanging around for the after party celebration just a little bit too long. (laughs) I mean, if he would have just left, it would have been fine. But maybe he was on the payroll. The job is still after that. I don't know. I don't think that's... Boba style. Plus, it doesn't matter. You don't know what he did in the books, man. Read a book. They're awesome. Boba Fett's awesome, and I like him. And enough people like him, unfortunately. I mean, I wish I was the only one that liked him. It would make Boba Fett a lot cheaper. <laughs> uh, next up, Damien Goodrich. Besides Rocket Fett, what would what figure or piece would be your second grail? Um, Besides Rocket Fett, what would be my grail? I want the uh, Kit Bash Rocket Fett more than the Rocket Fett by far. Um, there's lots of things I want instead of Rocket Fett's. Um, Rocket Fett's are really, really high, but Rocket Fett's, there are quite a few compared to. All right, there's a bunch of Rocket Fett's out there. Not like millions or thousands or anything like that, but I mean, there's at least a hundred known in the market or collections around the globe kind of deal. And if there's a hundred of something, I mean, find me 20 top Toyotas men on card. That's the thing. The thing with Star Wars is once you get really into it, see, I when I was super duper after that rocket firing fat, and believe me, I still am. I really, really want one. But I mean, it's a lot of money. When I was super duper into it, that's because I was quote unquote a noob. Um... <laughs> I I was just a collector. I wasn't really into variations or any information on them or learning about stuff. I was just like, oh, I would like a Boba Fett. Um, So at that time, I really didn't 
know enough to realize how many there are. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of them go for a lot of money. But I mean, the price is the price. It is absolutely the price. And they will sell for that for many, 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 many years. But uh, I can wait for many, 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 many years. <laughs> and then I figure once the numbers, I think somebody's out there. I think there will be eventually a data system that lists absolutely everything that's vintage Star Wars that is left. Um, they do it for wines. They do it for stuff like that and uh, art. And I'm quite sure somebody will eventually do it with vintage Star Wars because they have gone up in monetary value so much um, for the rare ones. So once they do that, which has already started to be done with AFA and CAS, I mean, they keep internal records and records that can be accessed by their members um, about uh, population reports, how many of each thing there are and stuff like that. And as these things go up in price, even regular collectors that have had them in their collection for the past 30 years are going to play it safe because um, it's in the back of all of our collector minds that one day we're going to pass away and somebody else is going to have to deal with all this stuff. And wouldn't it be nice to have a label on the side of it with a barcode? So a lot of the collectors that have had these forever are going to start grading them. And once the population reports go up on those two websites and uh, it actually, you know what I mean? Like if you go look up an Uze, for example, I just lucked out and I had to buy them even though it's right before the con but I just bought two Uze ADAT drivers ATAT drivers um, they're beautiful they're like way nice condition um, top end and it was completely a random thing and it's wonderful but they are way more difficult to get your hands on I think I mean if you want a rocket fet there's always an auction there's always one coming up for auction and uh that's great. I mean, that's because it is the monster piece and it always will be the monster piece and who not a very tiny part of the community cares about an Uze AT-AT driver, but everybody in the community and everybody out of the community knows the legend of the rocket fet. That's also why we're actually having a panel dedicated to uh, the rocket fet with three owners of rocket fets. Um, and the guy who like, knows how to uh like check them out and tell you if they're real or not on site so if you have some rocket fets bring them to icc sell me one cheap <laughs> we'll trade for rocket fet um the second holy grail as i said that's a kitbash fet and that is one that was put together from other figures from other lines and stuff like that that they had for the first rendition of boba fett you can find it on one of the inserts for the star wars vinyl case um it's the harder to find insert but there are pictures out there of it if you just want to google kitbashed boba fett you can find it uh that horrible person who makes knockoffs made a knockoff of it um and he wrote repro somewhere on it or something. I don't know what he did, but whatever. Anyway, he made a fake. Don't go buy the fake. Don't be that guy. It's fake. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up. Oh, so what would be the second grail piece? That that would be at the Kid Bash Fat for sure. Um, but it's always something fat if it's a grail piece. I would love a Harbert Fat. I would love a uh, Lily Letty Fat, Minon card, both those, and a... Uh, Meccano Fett as well. 
I would really, really like. But those are all pipe dreams and crazy expensive, but super duper rare. I bet all those Fets on card are more rare nowadays than rocket firing Boba Fets. But nobody cares because nobody knows. You have to really dig into something to understand the population of something. And I'm not saying that rocket firing Boba Fets grow on trees. I mean, I think there's probably like a hundred, maybe a little bit over that, unless somebody finds a crazy find. But that's still a hundred of something. I mean, I've seen, I'm trying to think, five examples of top toys Yoda's men on card ever in my life. I mean, even mine is not perfect. It's hard to get. Um, things are hard to get and impossible to get, and you can't even throw money at it. I, the the Lily Letty Boba Fett, I've seen under 10 in my life, men on cards. Um, they just, it doesn't happen much. Uh and if we're talking 10 instead of hundreds, I mean, I know that one Rocket Fett that's to the toy for a sample or any of these that are one off. That's the cool thing about Rocket Fets is when I say 100, it's not like 100 of the same exact thing. It's 100 total of different ones. Um, there are ones that are more common. There are ones that are less common. There are ones that are one of a kind. Those one of a kind ones, like the yellow one or something, I think those are worth a bazillion dollars. But I mean, the quote-unquote regular blue-gray one, um, well, blue one, I I think it's much less valuable. But it's like with anything. It goes up, it goes down, and I'm not going anywhere, so I get one eventually. Wow, I really do want that Rocket Fett still, huh? I couldn't let that question go, and you sort of didn't even ask me about it. You said besides the Rocket Fett. Well, anyway, if anybody's holding, let me know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Next up. Jeff Wright, see what happens when you do questions that are all uh, off the cuff? You go off on rants. So I hope you enjoy my rants. Uh, if you don't, fast forward. Jeff Wright is up next. How much does Joseph Campbell influence you? Were you lucky enough to meet him? No, sir, I have never met Joseph Campbell. Um, to be completely honest, I don't think I really know who that is. Um, let me look. Hold on one second, everybody. I'm going to Google Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell October 1987 I never met him uh, 7 years old in 1987 uh, American professor of literature at Sarah Lawrence College who worked for comparative mythology comparative religion his work covers aspects of the human experience Campbell's most well known work is the hero with a thousand faces in which he discusses the journey of an archetypal hero who started mythology? Ooh, George Lucas. He gained recognition in Hollywood when George Lucas credited Campbell's work for influencing the Star Wars saga. That's where I knew the name from. That makes sense. No, uh, George Campbell didn't influence me at all, man. I'm just trying to. Well, maybe he does influence me. He got to live in Honolulu, Hawaii. That's cool. Um, no, I, I didn't really know of him. I've never read any of his books and I have never met him. I'm sure he's a wonderful person and you know what? Now that you brought it up, I will look into him and check him out. But no, I don't know how Joseph Campbell influenced me and I am certainly no George Lucas man. I'll tell you, I'll tell you as far as influences and why I do this. Um, oh, long time ago in a galaxy far away. <laughs> I was a younger person and uh I don't know. I did younger person things. And then I felt bad about those things eventually. And I thought I should try to be a little bit of a better person. And uh, I started 
growing up. And that's what we all do. You know, we come to a point in our lives where we're like, well, it's not too fun to throw a beer bottle at a stop sign or whatever. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we grow up and we learn our lessons and uh, then we decide what we want to make of our lives. Now, here's the thing. I really love to travel. I love meeting people. I love hanging out and I love playing Star Wars. I have my whole life. Um, I We used to play Mark's house when we were little kids, stuff like that. And uh, I love it. I love the relationships I've had out of Star Wars. Um, there has been nobody that I have collected with or played toys with when I was a kid or anything like that that I couldn't still call a friend today. Um, there's a lot of good people in this thing. And there's there's bad people too. And you know you just stay away from them eventually. But when you make friends in this thing, it's really friends for a very long time. And with the IC, I have been able to connect with friends of mine that I haven't talked to in years because we had nothing in common anymore because I didn't want kids. Andrea doesn't want kids. We want, and nothing wrong with kids. We love kids. We love, you know, nieces and nephews and stuff like that. But we like our own house at night. We like to go off on vacation wherever we want to go, whenever we want to go. We like to hop in the car on a weekend and drive to Alabama because why not? We might buy a bird feeder. You know, silly stuff like that that you really can't do with a kid um, all the time or without much more work. Um, you know, we'll hop on a boat or we'll go on a cruise or we'll, you know, all these different things. And what happens is you lose connections with a lot of your old friends. Um, and I was always the guy that threw the cool party. I was always the guy that had lots of friends. So um, this Star Wars thing gives me friends again you know what i mean and and even some of my old school friends come back to be friends which is so wonderful um and that's what i really get out of that that's what's so cool so what really inspires me is i'll tell you it's walt disney walt disney inspires the heck out of me he is somebody who made sure that people would always have a place to come and remember what it was like to not have worries, not have troubles, not have hard work, not have difficult days, not have any problems, and could remember being a kid and just let their imagination run wild and also to bring their kids and see that their imaginations are running wild with them. And that kind of connection is unbelievable. I remember when we used to go down to Great Adventure when I was a little kid and stuff like that. And I know Disney isn't Great Adventure, but still, we used to go down to Great Adventure and I used to ride the rides and ride the rides with my dad and my brother and my sister. And it was really cool, you know, and mom used to hold all the junk down on the bench when we all went on the rides and I, I don't know, those kind of wonderful memories, and I have those memories from Disney World, too. I remember going around Epcot and thinking it was the coolest thing, because we used to travel, and we all loved to travel, even when we were little. And But when you travel, and you're little, and you don't come from somewhere that's a super rich family or anything, you go one or two places, um, ever. And... Uh, so when we went to Disney World and we walked around that world, it was awesome. I mean, I wanted chopsticks from the China place. I wanted uh, this beer outfit, like, you know, the from the, uh, the like, Oktoberfest outfit from Germany. And I wanted, you know, and it, it's, you go to all these places and you're like, I want that, I want that, I want that. And the reason why is because it's just, 
it's your imagination running wild, and that's what Disney always gave. And unfortunately, he passed away so early. But um, he did give us something that's still today. I mean, they bought Star Wars. They make Star Wars now. Are you kidding me? And he that's what they're selling is magic and dreams and everything like that. And I, in real life, I have tough jobs, and I move a lot of freight and uh, from New York and New Jersey, and that is tough because if it's not the driver yelling at you, it's the... Uh, the uh, giant steamship line people yelling at you and I also do the art which is tough because it's sometimes really 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 rich people that are very very opinionated about certain things that you might not agree on but you have to I, I bite my tongue a lot is what I'm trying to get across and uh, the thing is is what Star Wars gives me is not money, because believe me, this con is in no way profitable. I make it way too nice. And that's why no other convention does a VIP room like ours, because it's not profitable. You just hemorrhage money. But it's such a good party. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the thing is, is that's imagination building and that's what people come and do and see and it gives them that's even what the ic originally was you couldn't post up a star wars figure on some other boards if you were just a kid god forbid it was like the finger was broken off or the hand was broken off it would be like hey you you know that's garbage and what do you think and or god forbid you paid too much people would just make fun of you and that kind of stuff it doesn't help it doesn't help i mean that's what the ic came out of is i wanted a safe nice place to go hey look at han solo look at my stormtrooper do 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 cool you know what i mean just a nice place where you could do that and that's the same thing i want to do with icc con because a lot of these other cons they allow repro and they allow this and they allow you know what i mean i don't like that they they charge you 35 dollars to park they charge you a billion dollars for a soda i it's not fair and I, whenever I see things that aren't fair, especially in something I love so much, like Star Wars, um, I want to try to do something about it. And luckily, since last year went off and it was really, really awesome time, and those folks that helped me were super duper wonderful, we have lots more people building it and helping. And my life is just so busy and crazy because of ICCCon that uh, my other jobs are a lot of work too. So it's it's really crazy though, but I have wonderful people helping now so I am able to focus on all the things that I do and it is really, uh, really moving forward in all aspects of everything. So I couldn't be happier um, at all. And what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do, gee whiz, man, I've been going off on rants, but you, were, you asked me, Jeff Wright, how does Joseph Campbell influence you? I don't know, but if he influenced George Lucas, then he made Star Wars, and Star Wars has influenced my entire life. Star Wars is a story about some kid from a farm in the middle of nowhere that rises up to become the most important person in the galaxy and the pivotal linchpin of the entire saga. Even the next movie is named after him. That's crazy. I mean, talk about a living legend. And where did he come from? Nothing. A dirt farm in Tatooine. They don't even have vegetables on the farm. It was a farm of nothingness. They get moisture out of the air. That's what they did. They created drops of water. That's the most boring farm experience in the history of the world. And he came from that. So anyone can come from anywhere. And if you are not aware, I am from Torrington, Connecticut. And I think still to this day it has under 70,000 people in it. 
And now I get to run a convention where I get to meet 35 people that were in movies or TV shows that I loved. I get to meet Timothy Zahn, who wrote like every single book that is in my top 10 favorite book lists. I get to meet the guy who created uh, the, who used to, he used to draw the uh, Ninja Turtles, Guy Gilchrist. He's like super cool. Uh, Robert Lamb from He-Man I get to meet. I mean, all these cool artists that created these cartoon images that Tom Bancroft is coming. I mean, shoot, that's like Lion King and Mulan the dragon and stuff I Mushu <laughs> but all these things there are such influences in my life I get to meet stormtroopers I get to meet Boba Fett a couple Boba Fett's I'm gonna have at the con I get to meet um I'm a I'm an actual nerd so this is crazy for me I mean just the fact that Timothy Zahn's new book came out the other day right and I just got my copy as soon as it came out, I, I usually just grab them off Amazon so I don't have to remember. I buy them like six months early and they just show up. But I'm only on page 70, but I picked it up once and I'm trying to knock it out because it's awesome. It is so good. And I'm not trying to pitch it and I, I he didn't tell me to pitch it, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, this is so good. I want to write Timothy's on and be like, dude, it's totally awesome. I totally love your new book, blah, 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 and be a total fanboy. But the thing is, is... I'm like this guy running a convention and I don't want to like bother Timothy Zahn because I happen to be the guy with his email address and phone number. <laughs> but I, I got to say, it is the coolest thing in the world to meet your heroes and stars and all these cool people that, I mean, shoot, Stephen Constantino is a good friend of mine now i can literally say that i mean if i had no place to go and i was in la i could call his cell phone number and be like bro i need to crash on your couch and he would be like no problem brother come on over that's crazy to me and he's a gam guard that was kung fu and with luke skywalker on a skiff what how cool is that so i don't know stuff like that it's just it's it's an amazing experience that i love so much and uh that also relates to other people and every single person i have this book and it's overflowing now but it's just notes that people send me or write me that are like hey mike thanks for this thanks for that i right here i have a charity raffle donation from somebody who didn't want to be named on the ic um it's a takara r2 with baggy afa 85 and there's a beautiful note right here that's so nice and it's like hey thanks for doing the charity raffle blah blah blah, blah. and it's just a nice guy that is just nice and those notes eventually go into this book and uh this book it's i gotta get a bigger book or a couple books but it's my most prized star wars thing and what that is is handwritten notes or letters from guest stars and from people and from friends and from ic members that just say thanks for doing this or i appreciate this or this really helped me here or this and all those things mean so much to me because I'm just doing it because I'm a nerd and I want a good con in Nashville. <laughs> I just did the IC because I'm a nerd and I wanted a place to be a nerd without people being like, oh, you're 
Boba Fett is garbage because he has a scratched chest plate. What, you couldn't even find a good one? Oh, you paid $80 for that? What are you, stupid? I hate that. I, I hate that. So that's what the IC started for because I just wanted it to be like, oh, you paid $80 for that? Well, normally, brother, the actual price should be closer to 45 but it's beautiful. So if you love it, I think it's a great deal. You know, stuff like that. Why can't you just be nice, man? The... I don't understand that. When people... That's the other thing. We'll go back to Last Jedi really quick. I know I'm off on such a tangent. I'm sorry. But uh, people, they pick on things. And I don't know. why. What what movie did they come out with? What toy did they come out with? <laughs> what thing did they come out with? Oh, Apple's garbage. And I even was sort of like that. But I didn't say Apple was garbage. Oh, Apple's garbage. Why? Did you invent a smartphone that's better? I mean, you know, don't pick on people trying to make things that are wonderful and kind. I don't know. I just... Anyway, that was a weird tangent, and I'm really, really sorry, but it's completely your fault, Jeff Wright, for making me check Google for Joseph Campbell <laughs> and asking me about influences. Um... But no, influence Walt Disney. He was awesome. He was just trying to make a beautiful experience for other people because it's not about money. Those uh, that's what I'm saying. Even those letters, it's not about money. It's there is no better feeling in the world than to know you help someone. Period. Get out there and help somebody. Help anybody. It doesn't matter. You see that person broke down on the side of the road, help them. Just just help people. And I know it doesn't pay off sometimes, and I know you hold that door sometimes, and they don't say thank you. But that doesn't mean you don't hold it for the next person, and the next person, and the next person forever. So try to be good to your fellow man. It's much nicer way to live. Um, and karma's a real thing. I've been re-watching My Name is Earl, and it's hilarious. But... uh Karma's a real thing. Next up, sorry for the tangent, David Longwater. If you could visit the collection of one collector, excluding the known super collectors, who would it be? Um, David Longwater, I would say your collection, brother. No, uh, I'm sure you'll let me in there one day. But no, I would say, uh, I don't know, Mark Rook or Doug Hurd out, of, out there in Australia. Just because uh, I want a free trip to Australia there. So... <laughs> But no, I, I, I like meeting people. Um, even collections, they're beautiful, and I love looking at them. But I more enjoy the hangout part with people in collection rooms. So I'd love to visit everybody's collection, man. If I'm ever in town or something and you live near there, and I usually say when I'm going on a trip to wherever, please just tell me and invite me. I'll come over. I love to check out toys, and I love hanging out. And I know I'm busy, but there's always time to squeeze in a collection, you know, because you can do that at any time. Oh, dude, 2.47, I'll be there, you know. <laughs> Kevin Carlson, thank you for everything you do for the... See? That. That is exactly what my entire tangent was about. That kind of stuff right here. All right, Kevin Carlson. Kevin, I, I don't know you. Um, I... I will send you a, uh, a friend request because you said thank you, and that's nice. But Kevin Carlson, thank you for everything you do for the collecting community. Besides a Rocket Fett, is there anything you had an opportunity to buy that you didn't but now wish you had? That Rocket Fett, ooh, that killed me when I didn't buy that because I had one, 30 grand, AFA 85. It was a beauty. L slot. But still, I don't care about an L or a J, and I'd rather have an L because you can shoot it safer. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, 
Okay, your question was, anything else that I should have bought but didn't buy? Um, yeah, when I got the proof cards, I uh, I didn't know much about proof cards, and I had a proof card wild find, believe it or not. There were six proof cards that I got in a wild find, but I did pay a decent price for them. Um, but there was one in there that was an R2, and it was a blank card um, where it was like the half-pressed. I don't even know what they're called, but it was definitely a pre-production before a proof where it's missing like the, not the racetrack, but the other parts, and it's like a white card. Um, and I left that there and it's just cause he wanted a whole bunch of money for it. And, uh, I lost his contact information. So it's out there. So keep hunting in the wild. Um, but I would have called him back and I would have got that one. So I should have just bought it there at the time, but it was when I didn't really know about proof cards or how to make sure they were real. And I knew it was a wild find and I was very excited and I expected them to be real. But, uh, also I didn't want to kind of just give a couple grand for a piece of paper I wasn't worth, I wasn't sure was real or worth a couple grand at the time. I mean, now I've gotten much better at proof cards. That's the one thing. You ever get anything cool, you ever get anything cool in your hands, be sure to study it the best you can and lock that information away in your brain. It will definitely help you in the future. Um, next question, Kevin Carlson again. Also, is there anything you have sold but wish you had kept? There is absolutely nothing I have sold that I wish I kept. Um, I did have to sell a couple things. Well, I didn't have to sell, but after ICCCon last year, I lost a whole bunch of money um, due to the con, due to just, it was a lot of people that came for the first year, but it wasn't enough to offset my costs. My costs were ridiculously high because I'm the kind of person that is like, rah, rah, rah. and, uh, they're high this year. But the thing is, is there's more people coming this year. It'll be fine. Uh, but last year they were really, really high. So I did sell some star Wars stuff. The only reason why I sold it is because I had at the time, I think six, um, 21 back fets. It was excessive. And I could use the money because Star Wars money I try to keep completely separate from my real life because my real businesses, they are pretty in-depth as far as accounting. And uh, I, so I keep Star Wars completely separate. So when Star Wars costs that much, it actually took some real money from real businesses quite a bit. Um, so I wanted to reimburse that so those wouldn't take a loss and I had to do it before December so I had to sell a whole bunch of stuff so that's why you saw me sell a bunch of stuff between October and December and uh, out of all that stuff I didn't sell anything I didn't have duplicates of um, so no I mean instead of having six 21 back fats I have two I mean it's not like I'm hurting um, and it's not like that uh, it was a mistake or anything, you know what I mean? I've I've gained more Boba Fett's this year that are much more rare anyway, um, with some awesome trades with some awesome members and stuff like that. So, uh, it no, I I I don't have any regrets for selling anything, but I don't know if I've really had any super duper crazy major piece like that um, that I've sold. Pretty much anything super duper major, I try to trade for Boba Fett's because sometimes you get up to the higher level of things and people don't want money. They only want better stuff. Uh, next question, Sean David, what is actually in the barn that is often featured on the background in the IC morning pictures? Uh, in the barn, there is a 1979 Cadillac 
I bought it because Henry Hill drove it in Goodfellas, and I thought that was cool. Well, it's not the one he drove. It's just a random one that I paid 800 bucks for. But um, I thought I could, like, fix up a car and put a cool sound system in it and blah, 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 blah. And uh, so I wanted to try since I have a cool barn. Um, so I parked it over the pit there. I got a pit in the barn for changing oil, which uh, I also installed with a buddy, and it... Uh, we put the stairs on backwards, so you kind of like got to back up the car really far. But whatever, it's accessible. <laughs> um, but it's all concrete, so the stairs ain't ever moving. Um, maybe I'll open the other side of the barn one day, but that would ruin the morning picture, so probably not. The uh, the Cadillac there, uh, I took it all apart. Um, I put most of it back together, and I lost like all the bolts for the hood, all the bolts for the the. Uh, the back bumper, so it's all kind of like laying up on some of the barn beams. Uh, there's a bunch of quads and whatnot in there for the farm. For the farm, I don't really farm anything, but for the property. Um, and mowers and stuff like that. Uh, but nothing really, really awesome. Nothing really Star Wars at all. Um, maybe some stickers. I got a beater golf cart in there that I use for moving gravel and stuff like that. I mean, I have a pretty long driveway and I'm one of those people that likes to do things themselves. Um, so I'll go out there and I'll shovel gravel or I'll go out there and I'll fix a tire or I'll go out there and I don't know, change the oil on something or whatever, you know, like I, uh, changing oil actually has gotten less cost effective to do personally than you can get it done at most places. So I don't do that anymore. But um, if I need to weld something, weld the trailer or something, I, I have all those cool skills. So I like to have a barn to do all that cool stuff. Um, but that's what it's there. It came with the house. It came with the frame. Uh, it came with the house. And uh, it's just a barn with barn stuff in it. And uh, I don't know. I like having a barn. It's very, very useful. But it looks really nice. And it is off the back porch. And it does, I don't know, it fits, it, it looks it looks nice. It makes a good picture. Uh, Nat Rains, non-Star Wars question. If you had one chance to go back in time, change something in the past, or would you go back and watch a specific event? I would definitely go back and change something in the past. <laughs> I would go back to, I don't know, 1820 and put like, 50 bucks in a bank account and that's it um no i i don't know i would like to see some cool stuff the moon landing i bet you that whole experience was intensely awesome um just to be around at that time to see something like that i think that would have been really cool but no i don't have any kind of like regretty things i want to go back and change or i i don't know nothing really i think everything sort of happens for a reason and it got us to the point where we can have a convention about Star Wars toys and I got a desk covered in toys and nobody thinks I'm a weirdo. I mean, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe, no, because even like, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, when they redid the special editions and blah, blah, blah. No, but I wouldn't want to go back to change that because it kept Star Wars alive during those times, which kept Star Wars alive till now, which means that we get to play Star Wars today. And I know it wasn't a Star Wars question, but no, man, nothing nothing I would go back and change. But the whole moon landing thing would have been cool. Or uh, even just watching a rocket launch at NASA in its prime. Right, that That's something that would have been cool. Yes, I would go back and do something. 
I'd go back and I would fly on the Concorde. Because I always wanted to fly on the Concorde and they crushed it. I mean, I'm telling you, if that Virgin Galactic dude, uh, what's his name, Richard Branson, makes that flying space shuttle thing and it'll fit me into one of those seats, I will be on it. Because that's what, that's what I want to do. Um, I want to go to space. That'd be awesome. Logan GT. Hey, Mike, if the Mandalorian turns out to be a terribly Disney merchandise-oriented teen flick, would you force yourself to like it and cry deeply at night? Wow, people are mean about Boba. I know many Boba fans are so excited. Aren't you afraid it's not up to your expectations? No, I'm not afraid at all. I mean, it has Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Both of them knock out perfection constantly. Um, if you are a fan of anything Favreau, go look at any John Favreau anything. I mean, he touches it, it's gold. So no, I'm not worried at all. It is not going to be a merchandise-oriented teen flick. Um, I know you're just picking on me, dude, but it's not going to be any of that, man. Uh, will there be merch? I sure hope so, because I'm going to buy it. Um, I think it looks awesome. I think the guy that's playing the Mandalorian is really, really cool. Uh, even the way his panel was at Celebration, he was super duper nice. And uh, even the, the videos at Celebration and stuff, they were all so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. It looks really, really good. And Jon Favreau does not make junk, man. I mean, come on. That's, that's the problem right there. And I'm not picking on you, Logan GT, because we're buddies, so it's fine. And I know you're just teasing me. But... Why pick on that? I mean, it's going to be awesome. Why not try to support it? You know? But uh, it's John Favreau. I mean, hasn't he earned the right for us to at least expect it to be pretty good? <laughs> I mean, he, like, invented Iron Man. Do you remember what Iron Man was before uh, Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man? And John Favreau made Iron Man? Iron Man was nobody. Nobody cared about Iron Man. Iron Man, Iron Man, does whatever an iron can. No one cared. He doesn't even have his own song. He just has a make made up making fun of him song that was the Spider-Man song. But Iron Man is now Iron Man. And that's because of John Favreau. I mean, that's... Well, anyway, whatever. The Mandalorian is going to be awesome. You heard it here. I guarantee it. <laughs> Robert McGregor, who in your opinion is the most underrated? Just can't get no, just can't get no respect. Adjust tie. Kenner figure. One for each of the movies. Asking for a friend. What in your opinion is the most underrated? Underrated Kenner figure. One of each. Alright. For the Star Wars line, I would say the most underrated is Chewbacca. He has a specialized weapon. He's really cool. And I like his paint job. And very few people give Chewbacca a bunch of love. Uh, for The Empire Strikes Back, I would say... Who's an Empire? The ATST Or the ATAT driver. The ATAT driver is awesome. And to be honest, I think he kind of looks cooler than the Stormtrooper helmet. Whoa! <laughs> Um, and then for Return of the Jedi, I think Klaatu. He has a really cool fuzzy skirt. He's a really cool, weird-looking dude, and he has a cool weapon. I mean, I think Klaatu is super-duper underrated. Uh, those are my three. There you go. Ryan O'Donnell, let's just get it out of the way. The question is, we want to know, Boba Boxers or Boba Briefs? That's weird, man, but uh, Boxers, if you got to know, bro. Um 
And the last one up, Trevor McGilvra. If you could be an extra in any scene in any Star Wars movie, which movie and scene would you be in? Um, well, it depends. If I go on a super crash diet and I could be schvelt, I would love to be on an Imperial Star Destroyer the most. That would be awesome. Um, but if not... <laughs> I could be anybody. I would be in any rubber suit. You could stand me out in the desert for 10 hours with a hydration pack or whatever, and I would stand there and not complain just to be in a Star Wars movie. I'd love to be in a Star Wars movie. It would be so awesome to be like, that's me! <laughs> you know, especially if your name was in the credits, forget about it. I, I would love that. Um, so if you're like a recruiter, Trevor, go ahead and uh, sign me up, bro. Um, otherwise... I don't know, just Super Star Destroyer. Star Destroyers are just so cool. And I think those Imperial officers and troops are just so cool. And Vader is so cool. Um, but otherwise, I think any kind of creature I would be. I'd be more than happy to be any kind of creature in any Star Wars movie. If you ever need a six foot eight giant guy in a Star Wars movie, J.J. Abrams, and you happen to be listening to this, or Kathleen Kennedy, for some reason, one of you people are listening to my tiny little podcast um i would really love to be in your movies um i will do whatever you want well that's it at one hour and 15 seconds gee whiz i got off on some tangents i'm sorry about that but we have finished the ask mike section next we're going to hop into jedi training and we're going to talk about barada the power of the force figure from 1984 or was it 85 or was it 84 we'll talk about that in a little bit on the Jedi training for IC Star Wars and stay tuned a little bit later for the Eclectic Collective podcast where we are going to talk to Matt, Brian, Ryan, Micah, and Jim. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force as his ally will conquer Vader and his Emperor. If you end your training now, if you choose the quick and easy path as Vader did, you will become an agent of evil. It is both 1984 and 1985. Of course, we are talking about Barada. Um, the cool thing about Barada, for a Power of the Force figure, he does have two different COOs. Um, there is uh, one COO. COO is a country of origin. Um, it's also the marking that says LFL Lucasfilm Limited and the date on the back of pretty much all Star Wars figures. Um, a COO, he has uh, two different ones. He has an LFL. Well, he has no COO. He has an LFL on him, though, but uh, he has no country of origin mark. But the two COOs are 1984 and 1985, which is really, really cool. Um, the 1984 is, I believe it's much more rare. Um, yeah, it's the 84 is a lot harder to find. It's the one from uh, the job. Well, it's not 100% confirmed, but it's thought to be from the Jabba's Dungeon playset. Um, the overseas version of the Jabba's Dun Dungeon playset. Uh, it, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I know a friend that was looking for one for a couple of years. He finally found one loose in the wild or something like that. So it's a fun variant. Flip over your Baradas. Check them out. See if it's 1984, if it's 1985. 1984 is uh, definitely the more rare variant. I'm sure that'll be important eventually Barada didn't come on too many cards that's why I wanted to dive into Barada really quick because we have a pretty long podcast uh video cast um I guess I don't know podcast 
I, uh, video cast. I'm putting it on audio on this podcast. We're doing a crossover episode, a hand in hand episode. I don't know the best way I can say it is uh, like Murder She Wrote and MacGyver having that crossover episode or something like that way back in the day. But um, yeah, so that's why we're talking about Verada. He only came on a few different uh, packages and a few different packages. He came with the Star Wars, uh, the Power of the Force package, where he came with a coin. So he has his very own Barada coin, and it says Skiff Sentry on that coin, and it has a picture of Barada with the Skiff. Um, and then he also came on the Trilogo card with no coin. He also came in Jabba the Hutt's Dungeon. There's a couple different Jabba the Hutt Dungeon playsets. Um, the cool one, well, they're both really cool, but the one that uh, has become the sought-after one is the one that came with EV99, Barada, who we're talking about, and uh, a Man of Man. So... Barada came in that one too, and then he came in some baggies. I'm not sure if he was mail away or something, but I've definitely seen Kenner baggies of him. I know they gave baggies in the Job of the Hut dungeon. Maybe that's where they all came from. I'm not a million percent sure, but I do know for a fact they are in Kenner baggies, and uh, a lot of those towards the end of the line did go out for promotional items and stuff like that, so I wouldn't be surprised if they came in a box, but I am not sure. I don't know. So you'd have to check that out, that that little part of the uh, info out. I don't know. Um, he also does have some bootlegs, mostly Polish bootlegs. Uh, they're like the rubbery ones. Um, he does have some articulated ones, but those would be later generation Polish bootlegs. Um, what else about Barada can I tell you? Well, nothing really. That's the wonderful thing about Barada. Oh, you know what I forgot? I forgot to read completely forgot to read the wikipedia entry for uh, barada so we're gonna go over to starwars.fandom.com uh essentially the star wars wikipedia uh like a wookie <laughs> but uh the little biography on uh barada the biography on barada i'm gonna read to you here so barada the clatoonian barada was enslaved to the hut crime lord jabba desilic tujur I don't know. I think that's Jabba the Hutt. Four years after the Battle of Yavin, he worked as a mechanic in Jabba's palace. Yep, in Jabba's palace on Tatooine, and was responsible for the gangster's pool of repulsor lift vehicles, which included his sail barge, the Katana. In addition to serve as muscle, despite his enforced servitude, Barada remained relatively content with his lot in the palace. Barada was in the hut's employ when Jabba was in possession of the smuggler Han Solo, frozen in carbonite. Solo's companions in the Alliance to restore the Republic to hope to rescue their comrade, planting some... That's not really fair to count that as Barada. I'm going to skim down here and see if it says something. Failed to kill Skywalker, blah, 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 Astromech droid. That's not really fair to call that all Barada stuff because... Oh, here we go. All right. Once at the pit, Skywalker's Astromech droid R2-D2 was serving in Jabba's court, armed the Jedi with his lightsaber, which he used quickly to slay all of the henchmen on the skiff... The Jedi then leapt across the vehicle carrying Barada and killed a number of men on it before the Clatonian attacked him. Skywalker dodged the blow and slashed at Barada, knocking him into the great pit of Carcoon. The rebels went on to slay Jabba and destroy his sail barge, killing many other members of his court and escaping. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing talking about him. And just Barada would be slowly digested in the Sarlacc over... A thousand years. Somebody should write some Barada fan fiction because there's not enough info about Barada out there. So, I suggest you check more into Barada, but as far as his figure and as far as his variants and as far as his legend in canon, 
Um, it didn't do much. That being said, he is a pretty cool lizard pirate. Strongest Vader, mind what you have learned, said you would can. Okay, we're about to hop into the mashup between IC Star Wars and the Eclectic Collective podcast, but I do want to touch on one thing. Um, because some people have asked me to touch on this, so I'm going to. Um, there was an open letter to the community on another podcast, and any podcast is great. I'm glad they do it. Um, there was an open letter to the community, and I would like to do an open letter back. So, uh, this is my open letter to the community. Now, I haven't written anything down. I'm just going to shoot from the hip. But my open letter to the community is, we all collect the same thing. There are enough reasons in life to have differences. There are enough reasons in life to have problems with other folks. We all collect Star Wars toys. That means we all love Star Wars toys. Focus on the things you have in common. Help the next generation. And you're always welcome. Everyone is always welcome at anything I see related ever as long as you don't rob as long as you don't seal as long as you don't sell repro you're always welcome so that is my entire open letter and thank you very much for doing podcasts out there everybody that does a podcast it is very difficult to do and i appreciate the work so without further ado i want to hop into the eclectic collective podcast and we're going to talk with matt brian ryan micah and jim and they're going to help us figure out how to start a podcast with your buddies. Why not? It's very, very easy, and everybody should give it a shot, because who knows who's going to be great at it. Now let's hop into the mashup with the Eclectic Collective podcast. Uh, let's talk to Matt, Brian, Ryan, Micah, and Jim. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to I See Star Wars. Avengers, assemble! I am the famous pirate, Nopes McGinty. You're gonna see the Nacho Man, Danny Chavez. Eclectic Collective. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of the Imperial Commissary. Get it on, bang a gong, swap a gong. Leave us alone, Mel Brooks. In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Here is the Eclectic Collective and the ICCC. Hello, podcast world. We are the Eclectic Collective. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. I'm Micah. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike Havens from ICCCon. Yes, for those of you listening, this is our first podcast. Kosh, kosh, podcast. Kosh, kosh, We all know started. We all know you don't know English. No, 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 English. This is our first podcast mashup. Wonder Twins powers activate. Form of a bucket of water. water. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you always go to the water? 
Because that's what he always did. What he always says. But he was the, always a bucket of water, and she was always something cool. The fog is the best. I the fog. So. It was. It was his one venture out into something else, but it was still like water evaporated. Well, that's what Batman <laughs> utilized all the time was the fog. Listen, man, mashups work. You remember that Magnum PI with Murder She Wrote? Uh, top notch. <laughs> uh, Thank you for having me. We're excited me. about the con Thank coming you. up, man. Uh, we're glad that you've. Uh, you know, agreed to do this with us. Uh, no, you know, please, man. I'm honored to be here. I, I I love coming on anything like this and just talking about you know growing this hobby and making it cool for all of us. I mean, yeah. we're stuck here in Middle Tennessee, and it's been thin at best for I, convention stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yes. on that one, man. We uh, yes. we grew up here, and uh, like I didn't get my first convention until a small one came through in Nashville downtown, and like. We have been missing out. Like, you can get all kinds of music here. Oh, yeah. But you can't yeah. get conventions here, yeah. Yeah. which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't think I ever really heard of a con until me and you went to one. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know they existed until you were telling me about the one in Knoxville. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's well, the thing. Have, yeah, we, we've been uh, having to travel. Yeah. So, really, yeah. this is completely selfish. I just want to stop getting on airplanes, and I like no, to sleep I in my own bed. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, and, and we want to support this. <laughs> <Awesome>. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. So. so, come on out, locals. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, you know the biggest one that was closest to us was Lexicon. Yeah, yeah, Lexicon. yeah. That's the yeah. one that we would travel to, but yeah, we never had one like this one in Nashville. And I think that's great. No, it's nice and big. I want to keep it growing, and you know, with more and more people helping and getting the word out, like you guys and all mm-hmm. the other people that help, it's really started to grow. Um, it's made my life a lot easier. I have a lot of people helping, so that is going to keep growing. This keep making it larger. Keep getting higher and higher guest stars until it's a major premiere con because <laughs> now. Nashville can handle it. There's yeah, a ton of absolutely. nerds here, man. I know absolutely. half of them. <laughs> yeah. So do you live out in the Franklin area? Or I'm in Nolensville, man. I'm about 10 oh. minutes from here. Yep. Um, I love huh? Nolensville. It's nice and quiet, and yeah, I have like, like a barn, area. and I sit on my porch, and people leave me alone. It's wonderful. Come over. Have a cigar. <laughs> how, uh, how close are you speaking to, my language. How close are you to the Ren Fair? Uh, probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because it's all the way down on 96, yeah. right. going between Murfreesboro there. But I like the Renaissance Fair. We go, uh, my wife and I, we go out there every year and check yeah, it out. Yeah, I love the Ren Fair. Yeah. So, Have uh, some grog. Yeah. Or mead, yeah. rather. It's mead at mead. Renaissance Fair. Yeah. a big old turkey leg. Yeah, sure enough. Stop your Throw making a me hungry. Yeah, that's what's Oh, man, I like those Joker fries where they spiral that potato with the bacon oh, and the God. cheese. Oh, that's so good. So my good. my yeah. one weakness there is the uh, fried Twinkie. Fried Twinkie. Oh, yeah, those are <laughs> <laughs> you can do that yourself, but it's never the same. Never the same. You know, they there. got this uh, over here. Uh, if you go up 65, they got this flea market on the left-hand side. You know, the giant one? Yes. And there's yeah. a cart there, man, and they do fried Twinkies and fried Oreos, and they have toys. So, man, why did you have oh. to say that? I'm on a diet. I can't do that. Now I'm going to have to go up there. I'm on one of those too, man. But sometimes you end up different places than you started out. Oh, that's yeah, what well, cheese days are for, though. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I dove into your donuts there a minute ago. Uh, there might not be a lot left on a cheese day. <laughs> well, I told them when I showed up, I was like, man, the rule was like in Connecticut. You know, I'm originally from Connecticut. And they go, the rule is if you show up somebody's house before 10 a.m., you better be bringing Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> 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 Which he did. I just want to point that out. He it's did, more of a rule than anything He did else. bring us Dunkin' Donuts, and it was uh, it was delicious. I, I ruined everyone's cheat day. That's what I did. Hey, there's That's nothing right. wrong with that. We there's started early, man. That day. means we all get ice cream later. Yeah, but exactly. Everybody. <laughs> exactly.
Michael. Every day is a cheat day for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the eclectic uh, is going to start first. We're going to get to know you, Michael, if that's okay, uh, for the fans of this show. Sure, yeah. Uh, to get to know you, how you started and everything. So what was your childhood like, man? What What got you into this field that you're in? Um, well, this field I'm in isn't even what I'm in. Uh, I actually have well, other jobs. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I know that you have uh, your day jobs. But I do. We're going to get to your day jobs, but let's talk about the field of, uh, you know. Like Star Wars collecting. Yes, yeah. Star Wars collecting yeah. or any really anything nerdy that. Collecting. Yeah, is... no, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars had me since I was a little kid. Um, what happened is I had this tape. It was taped off of TV. That's way back in the day with every you wanted to watch something. You couldn't oh, just yeah. like buy a yeah. videotape. They were right. like $900, you know, for right. a videotape. So we taped it off the TV, and uh, I had a copy. It was A New Hope, um, the mm-hmm. original Star Wars from 77. Uh, my brother taped it because he was into Star Wars, had a couple of the toys down at my grandma's house. That's how I got into the toys, but I'll get there later. But um, <laughs> So I had this copy of uh, A New Hope, only Star Wars I've ever seen, only Star Wars I ever knew about. And I watched it, and every time I watched it, you know, it ended, and the Death Star, uh, they're going, and Luke's going to fly into the Death Star, and then Vader comes in behind him, you know, and then it just cuts to black, and then the Cabbage Patch come on, and that's how Star Wars goes. (laughs) (laughs) So did you become a Cabbage Patch fan? No, what happened is my sister taped over about the last ten minutes of Star Wars with Cabbage Patch Kids. So I never knew... That there was the last 10 minutes of Star Wars. I thought it was a hanging out movie because I already knew that, you know, Empire came out and stuff like that because I was born in 1980. So I have this tape and I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's just a cliffhanger because they're coming out with the next movie. I didn't know until I met some friends. Uh, I was in the Steve Blast Baseball League, Torrington, Connecticut. And uh, a couple of buddies on the team, we were talking Star Wars trivia because that's what you did before internet. You yeah. played trivia and you mm-hmm. actually had to have knowledge in your brain skull. and uh we used to play trivia and stuff like that and then we started hanging out doing the sleepover thing which is where you went to somebody's house and played toys at night instead of like playing video games uh and then we went farther and farther along and we started going to different antique stores and flea markets and tag sales to grab star wars toys because we were really into it that's when i finally found out that there was an end to the movie and ever the Death Star blows up and you know Darth Vader goes flying off and <laughs> they all get medals and except for Chewbacca. But wait uh, a minute, the Death Star blew up? Yeah. <laughs> spoiler no, yeah. alert. Spoiler Spoiler. Forty year old spoiler alert. <laughs> What's a Death Star? Uh, the Death Star. <laughs> I don't know. You can watch like any Star Wars movies, they always have a minute. So. Yeah. Well, uh, funny funny story when the first time I got to see Star Wars, the first Star Wars was of uh, a record off TV recorded taped version that our grandfather had recorded from an ABC Sunday night movie or something. Mm-hmm. And he actually went in. So my grandfather, just to give you an idea, uh, he had like four VCRs stacked on top of his TV. Mm-hmm. And what he would do is he would just let his VCRs record for hours. And then he would go back and then edit them out, edit out all the commercials and everything. Oh, cool. So we got to see a non-commercial <laughs> version of it that our grandfather had created. That's so nice. your grandfather was a human DVR? He was. <laughs> your grandfather invented TiVo. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. No, but we, we, we used to go to uh, different antique marts and stuff like that. And the thing was, is it was already past the line being in like KB toy stores. So there wasn't a million of them for two bucks. Yeah. They were like, five dollars you know what mm-hmm. i mean complete mint condition but still five bucks is five bucks you're a little kid you're mowing lawns for 20 bucks oh, of course max you know that's yeah. a big lawn with a push mower right and uh he had a yak face up there 
Oh. And it was the only time we ever saw Yak Face. And way back in the day, you didn't have the internet. So everything was a rumor or mm-hmm. they have this. There's right. a blue one. There's a yellow one. You Word never of mouth know. Type yeah. stuff. Yeah. And nobody believed there was a Yak Face because they were only released in Canada and down in uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. So... We uh, saw that yak face, and it was a hundred bucks at the time. And those are like three fifty now, but it was a hundred bucks at the time. And I tried to save and save and save. And by the time I got close to it, the yak face was gone. Oh. And, uh, but I saw something that I thought was even better, and it was a, uh, a B wing pilot, and it had this awesome coin. And I was like, I've never seen one on the card with the coin. This is a special. You one. know, I this felt that same deep. way when they re-released them with like Darth yeah. Revan. Oh yeah. And um, when they had the coins, I was like, Oh my god, this is this is awesome. One. This yeah. this makes it so much more special. Yeah, it was so me, man. I, <laughs> I didn't realize they did that back in the oh yeah the vintage figures. Uh, what happened is in the Power of the Force line, right at the very end, they were still trying to sell figures. They weren't selling. That's why they tend to do it with overstock still. Right. And mm-hmm. then they give you a coin with it, and then that's something else to collect in addition for technically free because it costs the same as the regular figures. So yeah, the power of the force line at the end, they did the coins. And nice. uh, there's more coins than there were figures. It's it's a <coughs> line with a lot of prototypes and stuff because yeah. a lot of the uh, figures got killed before they were released. Huh, released. Before we go into anything else, I want to say a few shout outs to, uh, we have some people watching, Nate, um, Reigns, Richard Hutcherson, Phil LeBlanc. I hope I'm not bur- yeah, murdering no, any right. of those names. Richard. We want to say hi to you guys. Thanks for watching the podcast um, and for letting us know that the sound was super low and that we needed to bring it up. Okay. So, but um, there you go. I don't uh, know. We have. Uh, but I'll tell you that uh, Nat right there, he's uh, like the most awesome Army Ranger dude in the history of the world. He runs the security detail for ISIS. Oh, oh, okay. cool. oh nice. nice. Cool. Uh, nice. Somebody was from Montreal. Like no joke, Phil, so cool. Phil LeBlanc is watching us from Canada. Yeah, Montreal. Oh, cool. That's, he's, awesome. uh, he's one of my buddies. He'll be down here at ICCCon. Uh, nice. He's coming down because uh, it's an awesome convention. He's a collector, Star Wars collector. Yeah, Star Wars. Anyone minutes. who collects Star Wars is awesome in my book. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> also, you guys remember Daniel Powers? He's watching. Also, Daniel. Yeah, shout out. Hey, Daniel. How you doing? Can't wait to see you get uh, ICC. Also. Yeah. All right. Sorry, just wanted to uh, give the people on Facebook a little shout out. Yeah, yeah shout sure. out. You know that uh, Richard Hudson's in there. He's the one who runs the uh, TVR, the Vintage Rebellion podcast. Oh, they're nice. huge, man. That's a cool person to be. Richard, we're gonna have hey, to get you up, on Richard? and yeah, and, and, and uh, I actually follow that. That's why I was like, you know, yeah. Richard. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Richard does. Yeah, what's podcast, up? Man? Yeah, that's nice. fancy. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Where does he live locally? <laughs> no, he's in England, man. Oh, you're, oh wow. you're that sounds like a phone interview right to me, now, brother. <laughs> 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 Richard, do you want to come on? That sounds let's like go to him. We can go there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We'll come to you. Yeah, yeah. We'll come to you. Uh, go ahead, Brian. All right. So, Michael, uh, what about sports? Are you good sports? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, for a couple different sports, I am a huge Yankee fan. Go Yankees! Um, but I'm also go a Cardinals. New York wait, wait. It's okay. You can't boo me yet. I'm also a New York Jets fan, so you can't pick on me because they definitely negate each other completely. Well, out. Uh, <laughs> just for context, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Yeah, that's terrible. that is true. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's a horrible sad thing. But uh, at least you guys figured out that Moneyball thing, and you've been doing really well. Yeah. Yes. But I, you know what, man? I'm from Connecticut, so I don't so much as hate on the Boston Red Sox as do like, you know, 1916 chance and a bunch of stuff that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. But yeah. I could still say we're going for 27 and you're going for what? Three, four, oh, yeah. five, yeah, yeah, yeah. something small. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> In a short period of time, though. And then uh, being a Jets sure. fan, man, I go, uh, oh, you know, well, yeah, we had Joe Namath who was alive before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's what I got going for me. And of course, the Nashville Predators. Um, the only reason why the Nashville Predators got my vote is because uh, we used to have this uh, hockey team up there, the Hartford Whalers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Hartford yeah. Whalers came to the people of Connecticut and they said, hey, listen, if you sell out our season tickets for the next two years, we'll stay. And oh, okay. it was like this big campaign. Everybody did it. Everybody was on board. They sold out for the next two years and they were like, <laughs> oh, no. so i was like forget the whalers i don't like hockey and then i've been down here and it's a hockey town man and i love uh, hockey yeah. in real yeah. life so i'm a preds fan well uh i also saw you had a big event at the nashville sounds game man it did man yeah i was out of town so yeah I we were go, but. we were all gone or we would have went well i love the sounds um i love going to nashville sounds games i loved them when they were at greer too i've been going to nashville sounds games mm-hmm. since i'm down here because we don't have a uh, major league baseball team here but uh we do have the AAA affiliate to the Texas Rangers and they're phenomenal. Yeah. So I love go watching the sounds. I love the feel and the vibe of the feel. It's very, uh, the field It's very music city, you know, with mm-hmm. the guitar billboard and there's beers and they're plentiful and they still have thirsty Thursday sometimes, which is nice. Yeah. Even though it's a fancy stadium, you get a, you know, a bunch of $2 beers. Yeah. yeah. It's neat. And I like the sounds and, uh, what happened is they uh, they reached out to me and they were like, or no, I reached out to them because I said, hey, I throw a convention in Nashville. I reach out to everybody. I throw a convention in Nashville, blah, 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 blah. Do you guys want to be a sponsor? Do you want to work with me? And they're like, holy moly, you couldn't call it a better time. Yeah. They're like, uh, what happens is we're only allowed to ask once from any of these groups and we're only allowed to send one email. That's the way it works with Lucasfilm and all the rules that they have and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, well, that'll never work because if you send one email, you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just the way it is. You got to follow up and be like, hey, I'm taking care of this. I'm doing this. This is the way to enter, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I said, I could do that. I throw a convention. So these are all my friends, you know, and they want to troop nice places and they want right. to show off their awesome outfits and i mean dude the kind of money and time and effort that goes into these i can't even call them costumes armor it's Mm -hmm. armor it's incredible Mm -hmm. man it's so we had bosk looked like bosk man i mean for being a kid that used to go to disney world and be like yeah daffy duck or not daffy duck that's warner brothers (laughs) 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 we get what you mean but yeah you know to be excited about that and you get to meet bosk you know and it's it's just those kind of neat things and i was glad to bring it there because i have those friends here they want to do it it's just there's no communication because the thing is um as wonderful as the sounds people are they're normals yeah and we're not normals <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how many? We all know people that troop. We all we play troop. Good we ones, all, though. you know what yeah, I mean? There you yeah, there you go. In public, we can play good normals. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. somebody like that has no idea how to even reach out. Because it's yeah. what do you ask for? Who do you ask? What do right. you do? Because you're not in that community. Right. You know? But me, it's uh, they're on my cell phone. I'll text them. Yeah. 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 So that's why it was really awesome. And we got to do uh, Friday and Saturday night at the Sounds game. We gave out. 30,000 flyers, a whole bunch of swag. Everybody got koozies. It That's was amazing. Nuts. Yeah, it was... Uh, Who doesn't like free stuff? Yeah, I know, right? Free you know, stuff is You know always, what amazes always. me is Star Wars is that big that it gets a day in mostly all baseball teams and leagues. Two days. Yeah, two days. Like, yeah, especially right. for the sounds. That's the only place I can get to go to yeah. do it because... There's no way I can afford to ever go to a Boston game. So I'll tell you what, brother. It uh, the sounds thing as far as the Star Wars nights. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of people that wrote and posted 
that said they blew the major league ones out of the water. Really? Uh, blew really? Them out of the wow. water. Because we had so many different cosplayers and so many different characters. We saw all it the was, pictures, man, and yeah. it looked like y'all went all out I, for that thing. It was I just awesome. Called, I had a week and a half to plan that. Oh, wow. Watch what I do with a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to get to do it next year? Oh yeah, they. I'm like their guy now, and they're oh, pitching yeah. me to like other baseball teams and stuff. And I'm like, well, if it's not too far, I'll drive it. But yeah, like the, yeah. there's one in Memphis, and there's one in Omaha, and there's uh, a couple different ones. So, well, how cool would it be if like the Braves called you? No, oh, that would be really cool. That would be that. amazing yeah. for me because. Oh, I'm a well, Braves fan. I'd have to wear my Yankee gear and be like 1996. Are you trying to get kicked out? And now we're moving on to the next question. I'm a Yankee fan, man. We're obnoxious. It's what we do. So, Michael, let me ask you because yeah. we all got day jobs. I'm sure every one of us here at this table, oh, we yeah. all have to do something. You're better so, with these awesome mics. <laughs> so, what work do you do outside of ICC? Um, in real life, I have a trucking company. Um, Okay. logistics brokerage actually if you uh you know in your grocer's freezers um you go in and they got that white tub and it has those little puff pastries with the cream oh, yeah. in it that's me oh, <laughs> all so those that's that your into, company no oh, all those okay. that come into the united states i'm just i'm just a pusher oh okay. um, <laughs> all those that come into the united states they come up in new york and then they get brought to a distribution facility in the center of the country and then they're distributed to like all the walmarts targets everything like that mm-hmm. so i bring them when they're just a million of them in a container and uh-huh. I bring that container to where it's got to go. And I do this for a lot of different products like uh, transmissions for Chrysler and some government things and stuff like that. And that's what buys my bobas. Um, <laughs> and then also I have art galleries because I really got into um, Latin American and African art. And uh, I keep putting it on my walls. And if you – there's a any kind of collecting, whether it's toys, whether it's shoes, whether it's art, whether it's stamps, doesn't matter. There's a certain level you can get to before it starts to become hoarding, before you just fill every attic, Mm -hmm. every square inch. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you want to do, that's totally cool. I mean, everybody collects how they want to collect. But I personally feel that if it's not out or displayed, it's going to get lost forever, and then I'm just going to have more stuff to move. So I try to keep that rule, and that's what's caused the art galleries. That's what's caused even not really the con. The con has grown out of its own, but... uh, the me selling stuff on the IC and stuff like mm-hmm. right now I've been mm-hmm. selling a bunch of different things and uh, it's because I found somebody's collection they wanted to dump so I bought it and I laid it all out and they all have their figures and their weapons and this that and the other thing but mm-hmm. it's taking my entire office floor and I have merch coming in for this convention right now so when right, you get right. like 12 boxes of t-shirts you're like Ugh. where am I going to put these <laughs> right. and my friend's coming down like next weekend <clears throat> so I need the guest bedroom and I got nothing but these giant boxes of like Millennium Falcons and stuff that it's just <laughs> such a hassle to ship you know it's not worth the time right. and effort to right. ship it and uh, but it's also you know if you walk by a twenty dollar bill on the street you're gonna pick it up right, right. so right. what am I gonna do so I keep buying it because I'm obviously completely addicted <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand but uh, I gotta sell it in order to get space back and that's what caused the IC which then grew into a million different groups and uh, it's really neat I just wanted a place on the internet which is crazy it's a crazy idea I wanted a place on the internet where people couldn't cuss each other out 
rip each other apart or pick on anybody. I love that. I love that, man. I I do follow. You should see how many people hate my rules. (laughs) Sometimes it's vicious, but I mean, if you're going to say lots of bad words at somebody in a derogatory or mean manner, I mean, I'm going to toss you. I don't care if you invented Star Wars. Yeah, I like that. But that's a lot of people have a problem with. We actually have a question from uh, one of the viewers, actually from Richard. Uh, Mike, when do you think collecting crossing crossed into an obsession? For me? Yes. Um, well, I used to collect when I was a kid. It crossed into an obsession. My wife got me this Luke Stormtrooper for, uh, it's an anniversary, I think. I always say Christmas, and she's like, no, that was an anniversary, so I don't know. So I think anniversary. <laughs> it was some but, uh, form of something. Uh, some some, some present for being awesome. You remembered it was from your wife. That's yeah. the important thing. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yes. But uh, she got me this Luke Stormtrooper, and I put it up on a shelf, because I had these shelves. We just got this new house, huge, um, and it had a bonus room, and I don't play pool enough to have a giant pool table so i was like well let's put some star wars stuff up <laughs> and uh, so i put this one luke stormtrooper up there on the shelf and then my uh i called my mom and i was like hey you got any of my old star wars stuff and she's like yeah i'm like all right i'm coming up for this i'll take it back in the bins you know so i brought back two bins of star wars stuff and it's just i still have a shelf dedicated to it so when you guys come over to visit you see it's uh it's all the stuff that I had when I was a little kid, like Hoth playsets, all the cheap playsets. I mean, I came from nothing, so it's not like I had like eight Imperial shuttles like some people. I never even saw an Imperial <laughs> shuttle until I was like 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't start collecting full Star Wars figures until I was in my t- 20s. Yep. Yeah. Because I, you know, when I had a real job yeah and you i could afford to not to waste the yeah. money on beer every night yes. and you save that extra I, 20 I, 30 bucks yeah. i used to have my room plastered with every because i didn't have the vintage ones because I, I couldn't huh. afford them but i had the power of the force um the new the old the newer older ones whatever but I had them plastered all over my walls so right. i'd be like that was your wallpaper that was my much. wallpaper yeah the power of the much. force yeah. too yeah I remember in our in our house, mm-hmm. it, we lived in a very money tight house, and we were allowed like one big gift like every three or four years, you know. So it was like you really had to pick what you wanted, what you wanted, right? You know, because it that was going to last you for the next few years. Uh, you know, that's why. Like I remember, like one of mine was uh, I, I waited for the N sixty four because. I'm, yeah. That that was what I was gonna have for like the next three years. Uh, yeah, so you know we feel your pain when it comes to uh, the collecting and not having that much as a kid. Because now you know with all our day jobs and everything, we have the means to have. That, that's why people don't understand why we collect mm-hmm. and you uh, things like this because uh of our age they think that we should be a certain age to have these things but you know at a certain age uh you move into you know just playing and then just wanting to look at it that's Mm -hmm. why like i have my focus shelves and you know i have my uh i uh, started my uh vintage collection uh so that you know i could have those to look at you know because they restarted the vintage collection i think around 2009 2010 and uh you know just having those to look at because i didn't i couldn't have it as a kid yeah you know once i complete that and then now i'm keeping up with it because now they're in full swing they got all these new waves coming out like uh i love the new loot crate that just came out uh that was really cool uh so yeah i feel you on not being able to have it as a kid because in our house, you know, 
one toy and yeah. that was your toy for the next three years of right. your life. So. That's what yeah. that's what I think was a major draw is once I got that one and I got the ones from when I was a little kid and yeah. I had access to the internet where it's like, What do you want? Right. Click the button. You know, which is a crazy <laughs> thing nowadays. Yeah. And uh, that's when it really took off for me is I had that one figure and then I had the other five or whatever and they weren't nice enough condition. And then, yeah, <coughs> you keep, you're like, oh, I'll just get a complete set. You yeah. Know? Right. And then, oh, well, I'll get a complete set, but I have this really cool display, so I want to have another complete set. And yes. then it goes, well, maybe I'll get a in on card. Yeah. And then it's like, well, maybe I'll get all the power of the Force Men on cards. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get Top Toys or Letty or Harbert. Or, it's crazy, man. And it just keeps snowballing because there is no end in sight. That's the one thing about Star Wars collecting. Even if you do mostly vintage, right. there's no end. There's no finishing line. I mean, just, there's no way to finish. There's so many different variants, so many oh, different yeah. things out there. And then you yeah. start getting into the modern, man. It. It's incredible how many different variations and stuff because Star Wars is a different type of thing. It's it's picked apart on every single level, and many of the things that we do are like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's also why you know we're nerds, man. That's what yeah. we do. Mm -hmm. We you right. know we add calculator watches. It's like our thing. Oh man, sure did. I, had one. I actually I had never one. had one. Oh, I did. Oh, I had well, the. Uh, he was cool there. I so, had the yeah. calculator radio watch where I actually had headphones that plugged in. That's cool, oh, man. Yeah, that's nice. So, Mike, um, yeah. we know you got a whole like the, you got the convention going mm -hmm. on, but you we, you have a whole bunch of different IC groups and other stuff going on. So, outside of the convention, what are your dreams? Is there other stuff that you've got going that you want to grow? And yeah, absolutely. Um, www.imperialcommissary.com. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to have all the Facebook groups, all the subgroups. There's 22 subgroups right now. Mm -hmm. The way subgroups work is somebody comes to me and they go, hey, man, I've been an IC member for a long time, and uh, I would like to have a group about, I don't know, customs, bootlegs, something okay. like that. And I go, well, you know what? Start up a little one. Stick to the IC rules. We'll put those rules in place, and if it works out, we'll keep it. Okay. Um, because I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to stifle anybody. Anybody right, yeah. could have a group. Right. As long as you follow those rules, that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for a And, and all these groups are all about trading different things. Buying, selling, Buying, trading. Selling, Some trading. are just uh, like friendly groups. We have one that's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash P-I-F-I-C. Um, and that's the pay it forward page. Okay. And all that happens on that page is one collector puts up something and then another collector claims it. And then hmm. that collector puts up something, and another collector claims it for nice. five years now. Well, that's pretty it's cool. Running. Wow. Yeah, just Check like it out. gifting. Stuff? Yeah, just like oh, okay. it's just like, hey, I have these three loose figures; they don't matter to me. Or I have this loose figure. One piece has to be vintage, and anything else could be whatever else. Okay. So you hmm. get like a little vintage guy and a couple other things, and then you just try to make something that's even. But the thing with collectors is, we all have doubles of something. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah, that yeah, page yeah. is wonderful. It just is friendly and you oh, know, that's awesome, man. You're that's not giving really up cool. anything you actually need. So yeah, it's no. Nice. I mean, yeah. same thing with comic books. Yeah, we'll we'll go to a convention and yeah. just buy it because it's cheap. Yeah, and we'll have three and you know. Oh hey, do you have this? Yeah, do you no. Have this? Do you have this one? No, no. I need it. No. Well, here you go. We got another one, man, <laughs> where you can just trade, only trade. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I even put a boat up there once. I was like, well, <laughs> oh, trade wow. for vintage Star Wars. Like, you can trade anything, man. There's, <laughs> That's oh, awesome. There's crazy wow. stuff on there, man. TVs and Xboxes and computers. MacBooks are always on there. You check it oh, out. Wow. Yeah. So, so what's your five-year plan, man? Are you are you good none. with where you are in Star Wars? Or no, is I'm there, never good is with it. <laughs> 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 I guess what we want 
to know where you ever where see the greatest showman? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. I'm so never wanted, good, man. Uh, I'm never finished. I here's the thing, dude. I don't like free time. When I have free time, I'm I'm a what's the best way to say this it doesn't sound like I'm the most narcissistic person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like free time too much because I like to always be getting to that next level achieving that next thing knocking off that next thing on the list I mean that's just the way I run that's the way I feel good that's the way I'm happy when I'm bored I tend to not really get into trouble, but waste my money on things that aren't really helpful yeah. to my future life. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, so I just try to knock it out, knock it out. But um, I I have no five year plan. The way it works with me, man, is I I uh, I start something out of necessity or because I'm aggravated with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason why the IC started is because it was out of necessity because there was nowhere that you could really go where there wasn't some kind of trolling or harassment or at least cussing out people. Oh, you stupid blah, blah, blah. You don't know that this is a variant, blah, blah, blah. You know what, man? Everybody didn't know at one point in their life. So you had somebody to tell you, why won't you be somebody to tell the next guy? Right. And the thing is, is the IC gets to pull those people and they are Mm -hmm. the people that tell the next guy. You go ask a question, if I don't answer it, one of the other 21,000 people is Right. And see, that's what I love about your groups too is because I'm I'm, I'm 40, I turned 45 this year. I'm a noob. I'm not been able to collect i mean you know coming from you know we didn't have a whole lot growing up and um you know in my early life i kind of got started late with a real adult job and blah 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 and now and then through the last several years my wife is a a book nerd and you know like we have probably gosh i don't know how many tens of thousands of books we own now but we're building a library essentially and that's what my wife loves and that's what she does and so a lot of our room has been dedicated to that Mm -hmm. passion so I haven't had a whole lot of room or money. <laughs> but don't worry, to, man. To There's Star Wars it. books. You just got to merge the focuses. <laughs> That's the trick. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm getting started. I'm kind of getting started now, slowly, and um, so um, I really kind of fell in love with the Black series mm-hmm. that they just came out with, and so I've started getting that, and I'm starting to collect a lot of the Marvel stuff and. I, I go to the big bad toy store that I've shared with the guys. That's yeah, been, that's, darn you for I know. Using that to me, <laughs> um, I just got to look away. Uh, they've got a lot of really cool stuff, and I'm really into their um, their display figures and stuff. They're yeah. not the action figures, but the stuff that you actually meant to be on a shelf yep. and displayed and shown. I'm really into that right now. It's really cool. They make some of those sculpts and stuff so nice, man. They've they've really oh, done a lot better. So good. Yeah. So good. So, Michael, do you want to get to know us? Is there anything that Yes, I do have questions for you. See, the thing is, uh, yeah, I I have the IC, and uh, I have 25 wonderful admins that help me out and stuff like that. But the thing is, I have a little tiny podcast. And the only reason why I have the little tiny podcast is I used to do a podcast back in the day. And uh, people were like, hey, man, do a podcast, do a podcast. So I said, fine. So I went to what everybody does nowadays, and I crawled around YouTube, and I tried to figure out how to make a podcast. And I recorded it wrong, and it sounds like garbage, and I don't have cool (laughs) mics like (laughs) but it still doesn't change the fact I knock it out I do my best you know but um the thing is is this is the new era this is the new age and podcasting is what people listen to it is a communication device to get information and knowledge to the next generation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we don't have the next generation and this is something that a lot of people miss 
If we do not grow the next generation of collectors, we are all going to be crotchety, angry old people with broken hips and $10 billion worth of stuff that's worth a nickel. Yeah. Hey, Preach it, so brother. Yeah. Be a friend. Help out the new guy. Try to get new people into this hobby. And not just so we have a retirement plan someday. Yeah. It's not for that. It's so we have somebody to talk to. Because, yeah. I mean, we're sitting around this table, and, you know, no matter how much we all get on the same cheat day or whatever we do, we're all going to die at different times. Yeah. And yeah. we still need to be talking to people and hanging out with people. You can't take it with you, man. Enjoy it. Oh, share yeah. it. And bring more Social to the Social engagement. That's, that's, that's what, what it is. Yeah. And it's 2019. Yes. 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 Here's the trick. Hopefully. Still. <laughs> this kind of stuff is great, and this is how people communicate. But yep. if you don't have a place where people can actually physically be people mm-hmm. next to each other, yes, that's it, it's too tough. We are not meant to be individual technology-driven things. It's well, just not the way it works. That's what I like about podcasting is I look at podcasting as an invitation. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you whether they're listening to us live on Facebook Live or whether they listen to the broadcast when we get the podcast up and running on Apple Podcast or, whatever, you know, what a Google Play, whatever, um, it, you know, they listen to what we're doing and they dig what we're doing and hopefully they hear – uh, an invitation from us because yeah. in our closing our, in closing statements and everything we always tell everybody we want people to come see us live that's our big thing mm-hmm. we want to go to conventions be at conventions and we invite people to come out see us meet us shake our hand and be a part of the show and yeah. we we tell we get people at shows to just I mean not I mean we're not, we're not looking to bring on uh, we would love to have big name actors and famous people become a part of our show to help us grow the show. But we invite everybody to right. become a part of this show. The yeah. Little guy, Any, well, it obviously, I'm, I'm on it. So oh I no, mean. I mean, <laughs> just anybody. We don't. We don't. It's not like the little guy and the big guy. It, it's everybody. Oh, we, we want it an open invitation yeah. to come and have this discussion because the concept behind our show is our eclectic sources of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, we're all different. We yeah. all have parallels, but we're all different in variants of what we like and don't like and what we collect and when we got started and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, some of us really like pro wrestling. Some of us never watch it. Some of us like certain movies and everything. And um, we love having these conversations about this stuff. Well, that's the major thing I wanted to ask you guys is how did you get started? How did you get here? And how can people get started in podcasting? Because I I didn't do it right. I crawled around YouTube for 10,000 hours and I put out garbage. (laughs) But what happens? Well, this is what we did even before all this mic and stuff. We Mm -hmm. would get together and we would BS about everything Mm -hmm. and just talk for hours, uh, for hours, for hours about you know Star Wars, backyard. Marvel, uh, whatever was going on, you know n- new music. Uh, you know a, a good communication tool is uh, GroupMe, uh, and we have different conversations uh, about these things. We have new music when we find a new band, or uh, there's a new movie, or uh, some of us are really big into independent movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we find these independent great movies and we'll share it with these, you know, with others because they're not commercialized. Uh, stuff like that. And, you know, we would just talk about this stuff. But I, you know, there was a part 
in my life where I'm like, man, there is a generation that is going to miss out on so much that made us who we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I want, I, one of my dreams was to share that part. Like, uh, you know, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Chevy Chase, Mel Brooks, who Mel was Brooks. God. Huh? You yes. know, Mel Brooks is who we Mel grew Brooks, up man. on. Yes. You know, too, and yeah. there is a lot of people out there that are going to miss out on that part that we wanted to just talk. And we talk about it anyway. Yeah. We're yeah. like, let's we were talk doing about this. it like we do it at the dinner table, but share it with the people out there. And maybe we'll we'll have that kid who's in high school is like, who is Mel Brooks? I'm gonna go yeah. look him up on YouTube, Mel Brooks, yeah. and then they'll find the. And if we got that, if we got that me. one person to become a Mel Brooks mm-hmm. fan, that's it. It's all worth it. That's it. I've and always so, said, yeah. like when we do these Facebook lives, I don't care if one person's watching or if a thousand people are watching. Right. We just want people to enjoy the nerdism that we have, and that that you need something like that in your life. Yeah. Going to many cons as we've been to, you need that social. Mm-hmm. Network or that social, you know, sharing of I love Star Wars, I love Doctor Who, I love <clears throat> Lord of the Rings. In this kind of thing, podcasting yeah. does that in its own. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it also goes back to we're really sensitive and relatable to social anxiety, yes, mm-hmm. uh, social miscues, stuff like this, stuff that people can't find we want outlets we love outlets right mm-hmm. and we want to share these outlets to help people not only find a fandom or a way to be a part of this world if they feel lost anything like this we we want to reach everybody that is like that because we are that person and mm-hmm. we have this outlet we're hoping that we can provide this outlet to others so as well. with the onset of technology and it with what it seems like people kind of becoming more reclusive because now they can just right. Facebook everything and share their lives digitally and everything. It seems like people have evolved into uh, becoming cavemen again. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we are trying to, we're evolving this show. Like we said, this show started off, we were having these conversations and we decided let's try having a podcast so we got a usb mic and we all mm-hmm. hunkered down over one table <laughs> nice. with one, one usb mic, mic. Sure did. see it Re- doesn't require much it doesn't require much to do okay it's very easy you don't have to have the elaborate setup it just so happens that i have a background in music and um after we did a couple of shows and really loved it um that I was able to, and I've been blessed with a really good job that I could afford to invest in really good equipment. And so uh, we decided that after we really had fun with our first couple shows, well, let's start upgrading. Let's see where this thing goes. And it's evolved into what you see today. Yeah. Um, No, it's incredibly professional. I sound phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, But going back to what technology has done, we're trying to use technology... Uh, as an invitation to invite people to these conversations, introduce them to all of this great material that's been out there from the past, mesh it with what's coming out in the future, introduce people to new people, new musicians coming up. But also, let's not forget about this other stuff that you may not be aware of and invite these people to come and have this conversation with us and um, keep the conversations going and get people more social again. Use this as a tool to bring people into the fold, reach them where they are, 
which is the digital world, mm-hmm. yeah. bring them back out to us in our live conventions and meet us and have these conversations. And it's not, you're not, I mean, when people come out, if somebody comes up and says, I heard, you, if you come mm-hmm. out and see us live at a show, I, I saw you guys on Facebook and I mm-hmm. listened to your show. Huh? You're going to sit at a microphone and you're going to talk to us. Yeah. Right. I don't care how many, I don't care how long. I have to sit and do that all day long. I will sit and talk to those people all day long because that is what it's about. Yeah, See, the fun- but that's how quality stuff grows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, is some stuff. sometimes we would just get together and we'd have stuff planned, like we're going to watch a movie or play games, right. and we ended up talking for like eight hours yeah. instead yeah. of doing anything. Yeah. So that's Science 3000. I mean, that's yeah. it. Exactly. I mean, oh, that happens all the time. And see, with me, like each person here at this table brings something different to every aspect. Like, yeah. Jim and I are probably a fountain of knowledge on pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, you know, it wasn't cool to be a nerd. You know, it was, wasn't yeah. cool. And right. nowadays, it's nice to have a podcast that we can all talk to people and let them know that, hey, guess what? These things that we were made fun of, it's cool now. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. We have fun and yeah. we just talk about everything. And I enjoy listening about the collecting part of it because... I'm not the biggest collector in the world, but I love watching the hunt and hearing y'all talk about it. And we also believe in the revolution of the podcast. Like we love, I Michael, I listen to your podcast. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> no, man, uh, uh, just the information that I get from your podcast about uh, vintage toys and the people that you have, like that uh, book that's coming out about the vintage collection. Uh, what was the name of the book? Uh, 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 which one? The Engineering and Empire. Uh, the the other one is it the Blue Book? Oh, the Blue Book um, one. I heard uh, that one. Yeah, that the Blue Book. Yeah, I think it's the Blue Book or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stuff like that that people can, uh, you know, look into this and about the history of the toys oh, and yeah. everything. Well, I suggest, man, if you look up uh, Gus Lopez and Duncan Jenkins, they've wrote <laughs> written some phenomenal books, and they literally have everything from the stuff that staff has worn yeah. filming the movies and they have books of beautiful pictures with all this information prototypes pre-production yeah. anything vintage and these books are like boom but that's the wonderful thing these wonderful folks have created these books mm-hmm. and then I'm able with Facebook to be like oh here's the link to that here's the yeah. link to that that's all I am man I'm yeah. like a giant Rolodex with the podcast you know with we're our show is uh, you know centered around an eclectic view of different things. Mm-hmm. Like we'll we'll talk about movies, music, uh, wrestling, anything. Even if Sports. one of us is not even interested mm-hmm. in it, right? Uh, like we had a uh, Shark Week. And I can't stand Shark Week. And I'm huge like into Shark, Shark Week. Shark Week. Yeah, but see, you not. Yeah. And we like... Because he's weird. And we like uh, doing podcasts around that to get different <laughs> views. Exactly. And uh, we like... We want to join with other podcasts. Like, we want to join with yours. Uh, you Do know, it, man. We, if you guys just strap me into a mic every week and put out a podcast, here, let's be friends, man. And see, absolutely. And we want to... like we, for me. Like, our, we could all separate and go to different shows and talk about what... You know, we bring yeah. and everything like that, so we can uh, build this empire podcast to bring this information uh, to these young generations who, in my opinion, are getting stuck on just a Marvel world because Marvel is dominating. Yeah, uh, you know, and you know, with the entertainment that's out there, it's like it's all comic books uh, and comic book movies. And really, I just call it a Marvel world because that's really all you, you'll see six Marvel movies every single year. And they're great, yeah. but there is so much more, 
uh, out there and so little little things like uh, you know one small thing is Dark Crystals coming back and yes. that was one thing yeah, that I grew up on that so I excited love. about that but it it's little things like that that I think these young generations are missing and if they can get connected to these podcasts to find new uh, fandoms to be a part of I really think that's what the revolution of this podcast with others such as yours can do for this world well I'll tell you brother that's the trick is um you know, we're talking about the books, and I'm sure all of us older nerds will be like, oh, that's a good book, and there's good information, and blah, 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 But <laughs> nobody's, nobody under the age of 25 is going to go buy and read and do a book. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. Not if, unless it's an ebook, Right. And if we learn this stuff and we put it out, whether it's, you know, this is what to look for, or this is what this is, or yeah. it is a Marvel world instead of a DC world. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, those, those kind of things. Hey, listen, there was this guy named Mel Brooks, and he made some pretty funny movies. Check mm-hmm. it out out you know what i mean things like that grow that next generation of this thing and the thing is we can't be lax about this yeah because it's different when we were young it wasn't cool to be a nerd it wasn't cool to know everything about star wars right so if you're growing up in a wonderful world where it's totally cool why not you're gonna lose a lot of us yeah Yeah. because you can be lazy you don't have to do the work you don't have to watch star wars eight hundred thousand times to know that there was a potato in the asteroid field you know what (laughs) i mean you can just google that right crazy now which is wonderful too but you have to speak to them on their form of communication imagine if someone sent you a telegraph what would you do with it right be like i don't know what that means right yeah (laughs) yeah so right that's why what you guys do is phenomenal because even me i'm at that cusp where it's really hard for me to do a podcast because it's just really heavy tech for somebody my age i mean you guys are crushing it this forget about it i mean this is the kind of amount of wires that stay in a box at a closet till the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> like you just never go back in there you just go buy a new wire you know it's I don't even know how you do it, but it's phenomenal and it sounds great and it looks great. I mean, we're we're eventually going to go wireless, but that's a bit of an investment. So no, but we're dude, not there yet. I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm saying it is so unbelievably professional, and the level of professionalism that you guys put out is not something that I can do. And therefore, there are kids, man. I don't know how to. You have a thing here taping me. You got a thing here talking to me. You got a thing over here with information. I mean, there's so much going on and that's just my little station here on this podcast with six dudes. Mm -hmm. So, that kind of stuff reaches all these people on YouTube or I don't even know half the names of things. Somebody said somebody had a snap there's snaps I don't even know what that is Snapchat I'm too old or something or I like Frank Sinatra leave me alone get off my lawn (laughs) (laughs) so I'm out of touch and the world needs folks like you because yeah they need folks like me to be that Rolodex that goes that that transition bridge between books and internet they need people like you guys to actually get this information to that next generation who gets interested in it man you're driving back and forth three and a half hours in traffic in LA traffic Mm -hmm. you need something like this right yes Mm -hmm. or you'll go crazy yes Yes. (laughs) you know I've seen falling down it's real (laughs) (laughs) and that came out in the 80s when traffic was half the way it is but to to reiterate I mean it's it's really trying to close the gap I mean it's like what we were talking about we're huge wrestling fans and there is so much more out there than just the WWE there's so much out there than just Marvel Mm -hmm. and we are working to close those gaps and bring people into an awareness of all this stuff that's out there that was a long winded answer for your simple question
question, but that's how we get down our rabbit hole. This is our rabbit holes. We're very passionate about information giving. You know, it's we want to share everything. Like, I think it's selfish to keep a fandom to yourself. Like, I have a son. He has a son. He has a daughter. And, you know, we want our kids to grow up Absolutely. and have these options. Like, you know, not keep it not keep it to one thing or huh. just what the TV is showing you. But to, you know, put in an old VHS tape. Because there are some old movies that are still not on Blu-ray and stuff like that. Like, there's a an old hope. movie I had to go find uh, yep. the other day called High School USA by Michael J. Fox. I had to go find that movie and you know i'm gonna show my son because this was what you know school was like when we were growing up so yeah i think one of my proudest moments is whenever i was watching batman with michael keaton and my daughter happened to come in the room she's five and i'm so used to pausing the movie but she saw and she's like who's that and i was like oh it's a proud (laughs) father's moment now (laughs) i get to teach you what i learned Well, that's a great part about it, man. And the wonderful thing about all these things is if you connect with that person or that child or that whomever, you always have that connection that you can talk mm-hmm. about for the mm-hmm. future. That's how you build friends. Yep. And Absolutely. I'll tell you what, man, we got something figured out. And you know what? I just had a thought while I'm sitting here. Do you think it's because when we were kids, when you had Star Wars guys or you had G.I. Joes or whatever, you would have five, six, eight, but the more friends you got in a room with, the oh, more you can yes. do. Oh, yes. So we yes. have that sharing knowledge, sharing mm-hmm. yes, stuff right. thing that's like ingrained in us since we're yeah. little. So I think that's the biggest thing that you guys keep touching on is it requires you to want to share that information with others. And that's what we want to do, man. That's, that's our what passion. you're doing, man. I that's love what we're, it. That's our passion. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what even this con is for, man. It is, it's all different. Like, man, I don't, I, between you, me, and the fence post, I don't know very much about Power Rangers. But I have three uh, yeah, Power Rangers. See, we got people one guy love here. Power Rangers. Do you? You're my Power Ranger. I love guy. Power Rangers. Dude, I got three Power Rangers. Well, you are you right the now. new Power Ranger. I can tell you right now. I want to meet the Blue Ranger that you have coming yeah, in. Blake, uh, Blake Foster. Foster. Yep. He was. I watched him as a kid in the Power Ranger movie and then into the show. Awesome. Like, I cannot wait to meet him and, and have there a conversation go, with him. <laughs> Perfect. And just be like, what is it like being a little kid getting to work with Jason David Frank, getting to work with um, oh, Yost, uh, I can't remember his name, David Yost. Yeah. Um, you know, all the older Power Ranger generation, that's what I grew up on. Yeah, I'm yeah. in this group, if we had a Power Ranger conversation, it'd all be me. So, yeah, yes, it would. Perfect. But that's what it does. It brings in a bunch of different areas. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I'm a Star Wars guy. I mean, right. back in the day, it was like Tupac and Biggie, Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I got Shatner because people like Shatner. So it was, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I try to do those things exactly like you're saying. And that's the thing. It's not just me putting on this show anymore. Mm-hmm. It's There are 15 different department heads that all either collect or do this or do that. I mean, I got a guy that directs for the History Channel. I got a guy that's making the videos. Okay. I got a guy that, because I can't do that. <laughs> those are like beautiful, <laughs> man. Um, I got a guy that does like marketing for the Nets and the NBA and stuff. And he's doing marketing for us and pitching stuff because that's what he does. But he's a buddy of mine from forever. You know what I mean? It's just all these different people that bring in their little specific nerddoms. Yeah. And yeah. they are all so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why, as long as you don't restrict any of us and you're all like, well, you got to play nice. You don't sell fake stuff. You don't cuss each other out. And you treat each other nice. Just nicely. play nice. That's it. Yeah. Just yeah. Play, play nice. nice. 
that's it have yeah. fun and have if fun. people do that man we can do such amazing things mm. together yeah. i mean as much as you listen to my podcast which is nice but <laughs> i mean it's nowhere on the level of this and i would not reach this many people and i would not be able to play at a level like this without you guys already doing this and inviting me in and that's what this whole thing is mm-hmm. whether it is facebook whether it is friendship whether it is family mm-hmm. it's right. just inviting people in and being kind to others that's, yeah, that's it, it. That's the secret trick of oh, life. Yeah, man. Yep. Of course. And that's what you guys do. Anybody that puts heart into something that is never going to be profitable, dude, I don't think that convention is ever going to be profitable. I don't care. Yeah. Right. I want an awesome convention next to me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So is it the best way to do business? No. <laughs> I mean, we joke we joke all the time. But it's fun. Yeah. We joke all the time that we, you know, when we put it out there in the universe, we would love for like Hulu or Netflix or somebody to call us up and say, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to th- start writing you checks for content every week and put yeah. your show on and everything. That would just be fantastic to do this for a living. But even if that day never comes, we're still passionate about keeping this going and go keep in traveling the country the and one day the world, hopefully, and getting these conversations out mm-hmm. there and well, keeping it going. See, that passion, too, that's like just ingrained in us. We can't yes. not talk about it right back in the day we were ostracized for talking about it mm-hmm. but we still mm-hmm. couldn't not talk about it right, right. you know what i so mean it was just it's, it was just a smaller group yeah. thing just, just now a, it's like just nerds in a room hunkered down with right. the, lo- the, the door locked you yeah. know well and you'd that, have to see somebody who had something that you, exactly like, yeah see somebody over there with the star wars and you'd still be and you'd still be and you'd still be you'd still be you'd still be you know nervous yeah. about it be like yeah. so is that because you're going out on a limb yeah yeah i mean you're putting yourself out there so it's like no because no if baseball figure because if it's a no, if it's a like a jock who just found something on the street, now he's tearing it up and beating it up. Now he's going to beat you up. Yeah. And, you know. So well, like me, Brian, and Micah, our little hangout was uh, the uh, comic store. What collector's, <coughs> collector's world? world. world. Uh, yes. That was the only place we fit in in our neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was my mother threw mine away. It was called. Really? Oh really? It's still there actually. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Ours, man, ours lasted what a few years. Yeah. Well, they um, that was the only be. place we fit in. Then they closed it, and uh-huh. then we're like, what? Yeah. So let let's uh let's move into let's move into Star Wars, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I love Star Wars. What like, do you want to know? Because since we have uh, you on here, we have to have a little oh, yeah. like back and forth. I, I want okay. I want to start with toxic fandoms. Toxic fandom because Star Wars has yes. been witnessing this for the past few years, yeah, especially and, with Solo. And yes. well, Last Jedi, in my opinion, made it the got it to a point where it was almost to the point where it was destroying fan like fans dreams of wanting to mm-hmm. you know follow. What mm-hmm. do you? What is your take on these past few years on the toxic fandom that's been following Star Wars? I think there's toxic fandom in absolutely everything. Yes. The oh, thing I is, totally is agree. I think oh, I agree. Star Wars is so at the forefront because it is given um, attention by stars. And the reason why Star Wars is a little bit, tiny bit different than other things, I believe. Um, if you are, I don't know, a key grip in a scene from 8 billion years ago, you're famous. It's just right. the way Star Wars works. Yeah. The other ones, yeah. it's like... You know, Chris Pratt is famous. Yeah, man, I can't get a conversation with Chris Pratt and I throw a convention. I can't even talk to his agents. You know what I mean? Mm, He's like way on a different level of everything. Yeah. But who's like the guy flying the spaceship from Avengers 
that was nobody. Ever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. never just a nobody. And that's the thing with Star Wars is it, it has a lot of that. So it has a lot of reach like that. Um, I don't know, man. What was your question? <laughs> the toxic fan. Uh, oh, let's toxic be more specific. Here. Like Last Jedi. Yes. yes. When okay. Last Jedi came out, there were a lot of people that said it destroyed the the old movies and stuff like this, and then it got worse. And then, like you, it, it started with Solo, right? And well, then it started it, with TFA because people had problems with the Force Awakens. Yeah, they, they had, had problems. The, uh, that it was it's just, too much like a New Hope, right? But the problem. thing is, is okay. Everyone has a different story for every way they interact with every movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you can't respect what other people think of different things, then you're just a bully and you're trying to push people around. I mean, if you have an opinion, oh, here, I'll give you some opinions. My personal preference opinions of these movies. TFA, I thought it was a great, fun movie that reminded me of Star Wars in the way it used to be. And my wife thought Ray was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it started giving my wife a Star Wars focus, and mm-hmm. she started running through Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and she'll watch them every single weekend with me now. Thank God Disney bought Star Wars. Thank God they made TFA. My life has changed for the absolute better. <laughs> right. That's my personal preference. Yes. Uh, the Last Jedi comes along. Rogue One, that was, hey, listen, oh my fan gosh, nerds. Rogue One. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was, listen, too. we're going to take care of yes. you. Here's your movie. And people should have been cool with that and should have accepted that. That's what you get. But here's the thing. We are Disney, and if we don't start adjusting our algorithm to this movie, we will only be pitching one teeny tiny demographic of the world, and we can't do that. We're Disney. Yes. So they made The Last Jedi a little political, a little this, a little that, and moved in some stuff. My biggest problems with The Last Jedi is there's no gravity in space. There's no fire in space. So those bombs shouldn't have worked. (laughs) And my other problem is is hyperspace doesn't work like that. It hasn't worked like that since the dawn of time. Why wouldn't I just strap a brick to the X-Wing and take out the Death Star instead of wasting all those pilots? Yeah, You can't just change basic rules of Star Wars. Now, did I have a problem with Canobite? No. Because that's fine. There's casinos. That's cool, you know. And whatever you wanted to say with a statement there or whatever, you know, how people have problems with that, fine. Who cares? It, it it was part of the movie. It was a decent part of the movie. It didn't really hurt anything. It didn't screw up the knowledge that we have built since the dawn of all time. Right. Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden. I mean, all right. If hyperspace works like that, then how did Han Solo get out of that ship with the Falcon in TFA? I mean, yeah. that's the same yeah. thread. you got to have somebody that tells you. Yeah. You know, but if you mm-hmm. want to pick every single little thing like that, you can pick on anything. Yeah, right. It still doesn't change the fact that the Last Jedi has what a nine point or an eight point eight or something like that on yeah. IMDb, and why? it's a billion dollar box office. Exactly, and the reason why is because if you were not a Star Wars fan at all, mm-hmm. and that was the first Star Wars movie you ever walked into, it was a great mm-hmm. film. Yeah, yes. Was it a great Star Wars movie? In my personal opinion, no. But it was a great film. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. And people, yeah, but it was enjoyable. And then Solo got creamed, man, and I thought Solo yes. was awesome. Yes. Yeah, I, I like Solo. But, like, Solo but was I, for us. But I think one some of the toxic fandom we're talking about is after Last Jedi, there was a movement to get it remade. Yeah. And they raised like hundreds of thousands of dollars. But they do that begging, all the time for anything. Begging. Though, but this one got a lot. 500,000 people going to attack but, Area 51. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, oh. I know. I saw that. Um, yeah. But the kind of world we live in, man? That's yeah. a military base. You're going to get killed. But I mean, I have, <laughs> to, I have to believe that a lot of that toxic fandom and a lot of these people, a lot of those people in that toxic fandom who were in that movement banned going to see Solo. 
Mm-hmm. And they were trying uh, to spread that word of like, we're, we're not doing this. And I kind of feel like that's why Solo tanked quite I a bit in that. the box well, office. And, and like I've said in a past podcast, J.J. Abrams changing the date of Last Jedi. Because Last Jedi was supposed to come out the day well, of the, didn't four, change the 40th. Yeah, it was his decision to change it to December. But he didn't do the last show. <clears throat> no, he was originally supposed to. Right. He was supposed to do the yeah. tri- the three trilogy, and then he they should have left it like that. Yeah, and then honest. he he couldn't. They were all supposed to right. like Last Jedi was supposed to come out May seventeenth, right? Like the the weekend that the fortieth anniversary of Star and they Wars. They pushed it to December, and so then yeah, because Force Awakens made billions of dollars yeah. in December, so they're like, no, 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 we're going to push it. But they didn't push Solo. Well, see, the problem is with Solo is I feel that Disney used Solo as somebody to lay on that grenade that was the last Jedi. Right. Because it oh, made everybody shut up about okay. that and everybody moved on to Solo where only a handful of people picked on it. But, dude, Solo <laughs> had like a 5.2 before it even hit the theaters. It wasn't right. fair. There yeah. was a whole bunch of angry people. But here's the thing. Those people... You say, what about this Star Wars fandom and the the horrible stuff in this? It's not everybody, number one. And number two, those are not Star Wars fans. If you are a Star Wars fan, Mm -hmm. you realize that Star Wars is only about one thing. It is about including everyone. Look at the strange aliens and beings, and they're Mm -hmm. all the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the only ones that are uniformed and... Are the Imperials. Right. You know what I yes. mean? It's the story of Star Wars is how an eclectic group of people, mm-hmm. a Wookiee, some smuggler dirtbag guy, Lando, Leia, a princess. a princess. Are you kidding yeah. me? Some weird droids and a farm boy. Yeah. All get in a boy ship and just crush it for yeah. 10 right. movies. Yeah. So if you are a Star Wars fan, man, like from back in the day, like we are. You grew up, and that made you believe that even if you lived in the middle of nowhere and you were a farm boy, you could change the universe. Yeah. And if you have that ingrained in you, there is no way you would ever say any of the things these people say. Absolutely. Right. So those people are not Star Wars fans, and that's my official statement. Yeah. When I'm if you love it, man, you can say, I didn't like this, mm-hmm. I didn't like that, but you can't. You can't pick on people like that. Be nice. Wasn't that our thing? That was yes. the thing. Yeah. Be nice. Play nice. That's it. That's what that's what it's all about. Well, yeah, Solo, I mean, Solo pretty much took me back to my childhood. I felt Dude, like. Dude, I love Solo. I loved Solo. I loved when Solo they got too. stuck in the head, I was like, The yeah, Kessel oh, Run. <laughs> Getting like, to see the Kessel Run. Incredible. I love that. I've been dreaming of that since I was a yes. little Star Wars, yes. whenever I watched it for the very first time when I was a kid, like we, we all did, it's kind of like what you just said. It made me feel like. Even though I don't feel cool, yeah, I can be cool. Yeah, I mean, look at all these different characters. Yeah. Look at all these different things. This guy, George Lucas, made it to where I'm like, well, I can grow up to be pretty cool. Yeah, we know. and then mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. And then when I saw Solo, it brought me back to that. Absolutely. I don't know what it was about that movie that stood out more for from Last Jedi and all that. Yeah. But Solo just brought me back to where I was like, I am a kid again. I am enjoying this. I, I am cool again. Dude, well, I I'm think in the Star Wars world, some people just get caught up in little details that are yeah. changed. Like the actor who played Han Solo. You know, mm-hmm. when they named him, I loved job. him. Oh, I, thought I just remember I say, I thought he was amazing. Yeah. He even had the attitude of Han yep. Solo, yep. Well, had he was the mannerisms. A nerd, man. Yes. Like, he got his, what was it? Like, his, his um, Falcon or something signed by yeah. Han Solo, uh, by uh, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Exactly. He's like, do you mind signing this? And that's cool, man. But it's stuff like that that people get hung up on sometimes within mm. these fandoms that 
before the even the movie even comes out, they're already ruining the experience. Right. You can't really if you're a real Star Wars fan, you can't really ruin the movie, but they ruin the experience and the anticipation of getting to it because with this social media world, all we're seeing mm-hmm. is the negative. You know, yeah. where's the positive? And that's why, like yeah. we, you know, we do these podcasts so we could talk about the, you know, the, Get the positives. So well, that's why we do the IC, man. You can't do that. Yeah, like, exactly. If somebody goes, blah blah blah, Last Jedi, blah blah blah. It's going to get deleted. But we, and we also try to lead by example because we rib each other all the time. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I have, an opi- do. I have an opinion, <laughs> yes. you have an opinion. And it's yeah. kind of lead by example of, you know, let me show you a, a good. <laughs> Why are you opening up Pandora? Shut up. <laughs> I, I decided I was not going to say that this this podcast. But you did anyway. <laughs> uh, that was before the podcast. No, but it's it's kind of lead by example. Show everybody there is a healthy way you can have a disagreement. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can love or hate the film, whatever. You can have a healthy discussion about it, yeah. irregardless of your opinion about it. Well, the thing is, you can have an opinion. You just never have to pick on someone else's opinion. That yes, is correct. Right. It's exactly. you don't don't attack exactly. the guy beside you just because right. they think differently than you right oh i mean i've had i've had many conversations with people about um luke skywalker and last jedi mm-hmm. like one of the main coming out of the movie i had a conversation with a stranger about he was so upset that luke skywalker didn't come out and destroy walkers and just use the force and throw everyone i'm like the guy's 60 years old right. yeah if you wanted that kind of if you're mad at anyone be mad at george for holding on to the rights for so long mm. and not making another movie the guy's 65 years old well, i mean the they gave you the best that, they man. could with the fight with kylo ren right but it's like you're 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 that luke is gone Right. You can't have that Luke anymore. I'm, He's too old. I'm curious, Brian, what's your take on the fandom? Because, you know, as long as I've known you, you're like a purist. You're like a comic book purist. You're a purist of original uh, content. What is, what's your take on this? Well, I like the original. Like, yeah, the original trilogy. I've actually decided that I like the uh, prequels better than the new ones. Okay. That's a big step for me. That is a big step for me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm more I'm, I'm really curious about Yeah, what you're so I mean, and one thing I'm thinking about is who are these toxic fans? Are they really like the old fans or are they like new fans that just come in and like just I don't like this you. because of Disney. Like, yeah, I think because it really the toxic stuff didn't start till Disney took over. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is really odd. I don't know about that, man. There was, oh, it was, there was pretty some, rough during when they came out with the Phantom Menace, man, and Jar Jar well, the, Binks. Dude, yeah, I mean, people well, hated yeah, on Jar Jar. People did hate but, on Jar Jar. He wouldn't even go into public for like 10 years. Yeah, man. that is true. Like, it was bad. It was brutal. He yeah. got a big welcoming at Celebration. Oh, totally. Though. But it's yes, been 20 years for yeah, that. Man. It took that to long. wear off. Yeah. Man. That's insane. That and all insane. these people watch movies, and what's the main thread of Star Wars? Let go of your hate. Don't yes. hate. Hate yeah. is bad. Yeah. I don't know what they're missing, but maybe they don't watch the movies. There's a lot of people out there on this internet, man, that they just want to get into a fight because they have no human interaction. Well, there's just a yeah. lot of people out there who don't care to let, like, I think Star Wars as generational. Okay. My generation is the, tr- the original trilogy. Your generation is the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Your son generation is these new films Ava was our you know our generation was the the prequel films Mm -hmm. so 
I feel always felt like Star Wars didn't belong to me. The original trilogy is my generation. The original trilogy is your generation. Right. Attack of the Clones is. I mean, we were in high school when it came Even out. Even that is my generation. Yeah, it's man. still That's part of my generation. generation yeah. But I mean, I wasn't when 1977. I wasn't even a gleam in my daddy's eye. Me neither. Yeah. So you know, it's Return of the Jedi. Was I was my three. first movie. I got to go to the theater too. by myself yeah. to see. Oh, nice. Return of the Jedi mm. was the first film my dad took me to the theater, and I, he said I didn't move an inch. He's like, you watched. I didn't just ask stuck. to go to the bathroom. Huh. I didn't ask for candy. I didn't ask for popcorn. My dad told me to there. get a job. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I always feel Star Wars is generational. Mm-hmm. It's okay, this these new ones are not for my generation, they're for the current right. generation. And that's just how it's always been for me. Oh, I think we got another technical difficulty here. What's going on? But I mean, that's how I've always felt at least well, oh, there we go. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Guess who's back? Uh uh back, <laughs> back again. again. <laughs> um, but I've always felt that yeah that Star Wars is a generation thing. Star Wars is all about who they're being made for the kids today. Yeah. We absolutely. got our we got our Star Wars. Well, we have the Clone Wars and the stuff like that. I mean, that's not for us. That's for yeah, the next no, generation. I, I agree. Know, right? I, mean, I still watch them and Oh, like, I do oh, too. That was a pretty because good episode. Because I am I'm a I'm mm-hmm. a a lover of Star Wars for the art and the universe. Mm-hmm. I am like I love Avatar, I love Alien. The reason I love these franchises is because somebody created a world not a character a world Mm -hmm. a world that i can like when we go to disneyland or disney world i can go in and just oh my i can be a part of it Mm -hmm. and be a part of something and that's why i've always felt with star wars and matt we've we've had many conversations about it Mm -hmm. that star wars is for look the trilogy is my 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 father and my brother and my sister's generation the prequel trilogy is mine right. and then this new one is is for for like matt's son and your daughter yeah. and, and your son jim, uh, jim. Mm-hmm. so I, that's how i've always felt star wars and and it should bring those generations together well see that's what makes it that's what makes the question you ask the question and it's so tough for you is because you guys all have the same mindset which is share with the next generation help the next yes. generation right. give them something that they're interested in I mean I'm sure none of you guys when you're in your high school were like we're going to start a podcast one day because this didn't exist no we didn't, didn't. Know it. but no. what did you do you grew with the times mm-hmm. and you tried to help bring more folks into this thing yep. and that's exactly what they're doing I mean, man, you come out with a bunch of movies, and I mean, Star Wars is timeless, so this is tough for me to say, but you come out with a bunch of movies where the lead character is a blonde dude with a big mushroom helmet head. (laughs) I mean, it's not going to connect nowadays, you know? But I was a team, man. Yeah, unless Unless it's valid. But I'm so excited that, you know, if they get to watch The Clone Wars, which is a cartoon, Right, and it's not really my personal favorite as far as drawing design, but it's an awesome cartoon with great, yes. you know, and that kind of drawing design a lot of people love. But it's I'm too old, you know what I mean? Right. So it doesn't click in my brain, and I get that, and I'm okay with that, you know. And I'm just glad it's there because those kids watch that, and then they go, "Oh, where did this come from?" Yeah, and exactly. that's how they watch the movies that we watched. And that yeah. way, when we're all fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty years I agree. old. We're going to have, you know, somebody to talk about. Oh, you remember when Luke Skywalker, you know, left Halloween yeah. and went to Hoth and blah, 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 and did this? Yeah, we can. And we're not going to have that if we don't have the things that get kids interested nowadays. So make the apps, make the podcasts, make the Facebook pages, make the whatever that thing was, Snap. 
Snapchat, whatever that is, Inst- make, make the those gram. Yes, Instagram. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the next generation. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's rumors about what the next trilogy is going to be what? after episode nine has ended. What do you think? What direction would you like to see the next generation go to? Um, I, well, I would love them to do, uh, even though it's not canon anymore, but Heir to the Empire. But that's for me. Yeah, that's not going to be Empire. for me. What they're going to do next, I guarantee it. They're going to do something involving prequels or earlier because that's what all the, the extended universe is about now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's what the kids are really into because the thing is, is when they came out with uh, the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they started making Jedis that jump around and do backflips and fly up walls with lightsabers. Yeah. And it's cool. I don't care who you are. You want a lightsaber oh. and you want to be able to do it. Period. Yeah. So they needed to do more and more of that. And that's what makes it good. I mean, once they got into what the Attack of the Clones or what was the last one? The Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And, uh, but I think it was Attack of the Clones where all the, they're in that uh, thing on Geonosis mm-hmm. and they all come out with the lightsabers. Yeah. Um, that thing, it had 100 lightsabers in a shot. And man, I don't care who you are, if you want to pick on it now or whatever, say the prequels you didn't like, it doesn't change the fact when you saw that scene, you were like, oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I can well, tell you in Phantom yeah. Menace when the first time that I was in love with the, the, the prequels dun, and dun, No, dun, when Qui Gon stuck ah. the lightsaber into the and door melted. and it melted yeah, the I remember door. That was I was I, I literally that. was like oh. oh yeah. Oh my God. They got and good see, with computers. And yeah. we did the week long uh camp out camp out. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah for Phantom Minutes. I actually uh was in a Darth Vader outfit fighting on a dumpster in front of a movie theater. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Skywalker, yeah. And then we both hopped into the old Mercury Cougar and head tailed <laughs> it over to the Kmart parking lot and walked back in real clothes because we didn't want to be those guys. See right. we got spoiled. Uh yeah. one oh seven point five the river sponsored our camp out. Oh, yeah. nice. So they provided like Lazy pizza boys, and Lazy Taco Boys Bell. and TVs. That's cool, man. Um yeah, I think uh, the Knights of the Old Public is probably the That's next. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason yeah. why is because then you get Revan. those multiple lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah. You get well, multiple lightsabers. Revan. I, I tell you, the culmination of like my Star Wars geekdom was when Yoda opened up and... I lost it. I was like, <laughs> finally, thank God. I like, you don't even need Yoda anymore. This was... This was it. Yoda this was Yoda at his best. And then he had two fights. Yep. So, you know, I was like, I was satisfied with that. But um, see, that's what they need more of. And they were able to do it with the cartoons because you can draw yeah. a lightsaber real easy, you know? Right. And then, uh, but now they're going to have to do it. And if they can, because they can do things like that now, man. With yeah. Game of Thrones, you've seen what they do. They knock yes. that out in like two weeks and mm-hmm. there's like a dragon with all the scales. Yeah. You know what they could do with a bunch of people with lightsabers? It's going to be, you're totally right. That's the next thing. It's definitely going to be Old Republic-esque, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, something like that. Um, definitely a lot of bad guys. A lot yeah. of cool lightsabers. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was telling them I had an idea because I'm on the same boat with you. Heir to the yeah. Empire are my favorite Incredible. books. Incredible. But Shadows of the Empire is probably awesome one of my favorite sto- stories, yeah. too. Yep. Or Dark Empire. If Disney would not do live action... Uh, can you still hear me even though? Keep going. If Disney didn't doesn't have to do live action uh, movies of those stories, if they would do a good animated version of those stories just so I can see it acted out mm-hmm. instead of having to read them or play it. it. You know, I mean... 
Because Heir to the Empire, you can have a trilogy and it can go straight to Disney Plus. You don't have to bring it to theaters and go straight yep. to Disney Plus. Yeah. And it does you know, it doesn't take as much money to do an animated show as it must right. as it does to uh, do live action, but I would love to it's see such a good plus story. that yeah. would introduce it to the newer generation that yes. didn't, didn't even have the chance to read the books yep. or comic books or whatever. And yep. it doesn't have to be canon. Because animated doesn't have to be canon towards the story it, or you know towards the the star wars movie universe it could take all those old books that we've read as kids those old mm. star wars stories you know especially when luke you know went over to the dark side to learn more about it and you know I come wish. back you know but it, they could focus on stuff like that yeah. and they well, could do it all in animated and but still it's going to be it. canon man. yeah the, 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 pure, the purists want. will want yeah. canon but you just don't have to say it out loud. Right. It well, could that's be why a part when of Thrawn that. was on uh, Rebels, yeah. that made Thrawn canon. Thrawn yeah. is canon. That's why these new books might be Oh, and for those people canon, out there who don't know what canon you know? means, it means it's part of the universe. Right. It counts. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah I guess we should. We're all lingo. Uh, it's canon, man. Right. It's canon. It's canon. <laughs> yeah. Canon means that it's part of the universe. But see, that's good. There's the books folks are not that don't canon. know that, which yeah. is good to teach them, because then that's how you learn what's do canon and not. or do not. There is no try. You got it. So what's your expectations of Rise of Skywalker after seeing... I'm ready for a new trailer. Dude, yeah, I'm excited, I'm man. I'm ready. I, all I know is uh, I think that J.J. Abrams is a legitimate Star Wars nerd. I think yes. he's a legitimate hardcore nerd. I mean, I to be able to totally cross agree. over and do Star Wars and Star Trek is <laughs> crazy. And, and see, he made me enjoy up. Star Trek. Me too. Yeah. 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 Me right too. Here. Yeah. Right here. But that's the thing. I bet you there's a bunch of Star Trek fans that hated that, that. hated that Star Trek. But there you go. <laughs> right yeah. But it brought new weird nerds that yeah. never really watched Star Trek yeah. into the fold of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That's what they were going for. That's the same thing they were going for with this movie. What they're doing now with The Last Jedi, I think by bringing J.J. Abrams back, he's not going to do anything that's going to really fire up the fan base. Yeah. Um, and that's good for this one. But that's also why we're getting... The Rise of Skywalker, we're getting, this is the last trilogy, this will be the last. They've said that 400,000 times. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be the last trilogy. They're going to do other stuff, but they want to get it through our thick old people's skulls (laughs) that this is the last one you guys get. Yeah. Stop complaining. You know, it's for the next generation. What they were doing, What here's the biggest thing. You know what? All right. For example, uh, Master Ugwe, you ready? You um, ever see Kung Fu Panda? Uh, yeah, okay. yes. yeah, yeah, Master yeah. Ugwe says this one thing where he goes, sometimes we meet our destiny on the path we are taking to try to avoid it. What those fans did, those toxic fans and all those people that crushed Solo, is they took away what Disney was going to give us. Yeah, Disney yeah. was going to put out side movies for us till we died. Yes. They were going to give us Mando. They were going to give us Obi-Wan. They were going to give us a million different movies. Why not? We'll give you an extra movie once a year for the fan base as long as you guys pay for it. And then they got us freaking solo which was so much fun man that car gets stuck on the side and i was like yes he goes plays with the dice i was like yes he goes and does something silly or does that little smirk or does that little scheme yeah. or dude even lando i thought he did great yeah yeah you know what I mean? glover was he was so cool man and the thing is that some people will never ever be cool with that but because you bashed it so much and because you crushed it which now it has like an eight on imdb so it went from that five where everybody was trying to crush mm-hmm. it and people yeah. like oh well i ran once it they gave it a red chance. box once they gave it a chance once it hit actual dvds mm-hmm. people are like well it wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah. i figured i figured if you didn't like the movie just seeing darth maul at the end yeah would have 
brought you on board just to see where they were going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, they they the the fan base did that Uguay thing where they literally they crushed this movie without giving it a chance, and therefore they crushed all the fun movies we would have got because they were. Yeah. Dude, Rogue One was not for anybody but our generation. Oh right. It was long and drawn out and ridiculously boring if you're under the age of ten years old. Yes, yes. It is yeah. for me, it was like, oh, I yes. loved it, man. I you know, loved it. so I totally hear you on that. But that's what they were giving us, and so hopefully they're not real fans. Um, if they are real fans, you totally blew it. Shut your mouth. Say thank you for the free movie that cost me $12 to watch a $8 billion movie. Say right. thank you. Move on to the next one. You didn't like it? Go watch Mary Poppins. Yeah, that was a fine flick. You know, yeah. it's yeah. got nothing to do with space. So what do you want to see in Rise, uh, Rise of Skywalker? What is one thing you... W- I mean, we all know that more than likely it's not going to happen. Because <laughs> we just don't know what direction the director is going to go. Yeah. But what is something you would love to see in the rise of uh, Skywalker? And I want to hear from everybody. Yeah. Right. I want to see Ray be awesome. I want to see her be the next level of Jedi. I want to see her do crazy, crazy things. Um, I want to see the Emperor can the whole Emperor thing could work out or whatever. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but I also don't believe it'll be like a straight on thing. It'll be like a apparition or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like a force. Ghost I'd like type to see thing, like they've yeah, done with like a Yoda, Obi-Wan. And I'd all like that stuff. to see a Luke force ghost. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. or I'd like them to totally flip it on the, totally flip it on the head and be like, Luke didn't die. That was a projection of a projection or something. Because if you think about it and this is just me being an extra, right. I'm going to hear it brother. Come on. <laughs> all right. He's sitting on that rock, right? And yes. he's supposedly, teleporting Uh his thing whatever through the thing and then what happens is he disappears on the rock now luke has a metal hand Mm -hmm. and if you die in the force whatever's metal drops Drops. we know this from obi-wan correct now they could have totally botched that and that may be just there wasn't which i also think for every star wars movie till the end of time get a test focus group of like eight nerds and they'll be like hey listen there was a huge mistake in TFA I mean I let it go but still they turn on the lightsaber wrong they use mm-hmm. the wrong button and it's right. like dude everybody knows which button you use on a lightsaber come yeah. on man Yeah, I yeah. saw the same thing you just I need was, a guy yeah. you know to be like listen just move their hand down a little because that's not how yeah. it works because that's a real thing it's a lightsaber well we all right. said that I remember no hand dropped Yeah, I think that I no think that's hand a dropped. pretty big botch mm-hmm. I really think it, where you're going yeah, with this. Yeah, and I mean, it could be something like that because there were a lot of things there on that Skell Michael place or whatever that we didn't really get to see. I mean, why was the X-Wing there? How did he get there? How did this happen? Who is Snoke? Still, this is still a question. And that's the thing. I'm sorry, but you can't just go into a movie where everybody's been asking who is Snoke for three years and say, oh, just Snoke is nobody and he's dead. I call shenanigans. My guess is Snoke is Darth Plagueis. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. the only thing I could think of with just reading books and stuff that is canon and yeah. what they allow. Yeah. I mean, he was scarred up. He was messed up. He does have the hunk of throat missing. Mm-hmm. He was super duper powerful and he could avoid death. Mm-hmm. So that's my guess. If it turns out being him, that's cool. If they just totally forget about it, I don't know. You know, but JJ could do whatever he wants. He could have Finn wake up in that back to tank again and be like, oh, it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? You Bob help you us. Know? Yeah. Which would be crazy. So I don't know. All I know is I'm really excited to see it. And I'm super excited that there's new Star Wars all the yeah, time, man. It's it's very seldom that you get something from your childhood. I mean, shoot, man. They're not going to just come out with a brand new, like, 1970 Chevelle for me tomorrow. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Who does that? It's really cool. And that's what we have. Even with 
all the uh, DC and Marvel and everything like that. We have these people that were nerds like us back in the day, but now they run like Fox and yes, Disney, yeah. and it's nice, man. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. really a whole different. You know, when world. they said back in the day, nerds will rule the world, they weren't wrong. No, not at all. Not at all. That's because we know how to do things, man. And if we don't know, we figure it out. And we've been picked on so much in our lives that go ahead, pick on me. What do I care? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, gonna keep doing me, way. man. That's yeah. Just please don't stop making them. That yep. that would probably don't break my heart them. more. Even if I didn't like the movie, at least I got to see it and judge it for myself. And then just keep making more because I'm going to yep. watch yes. them. I'm gonna, I'm going I will spend my money yes. on Star Wars regardless of what you what you you give me. And if you actually step back, at least with nerds like us that watch unbelievable amounts of media, how many bad movies have you seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a million. Yeah. Oh, Does yeah. it really matter if you Does just the saw 80s one count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watch out, man! I'm a big fan of like ski school. You know, like that was. My <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So um, the uh, so the after uh, Rise of Skywalker, apparently we're not going to get another Star Wars until 2022, which I'm okay with. That's uh, what they say, but they're launching that Disney um, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. You got Mandalorian, and you got Mandalorian. so we get Mandalorian, and, and you got Clone Wars. Uh, well, the thing is, though, that. is that the original plan, Kathleen Kennedy's original plan, was that mm-hmm. we were going to get one a year until that whole debacle happened, and then they went back to the drawing board. Even Kathleen said in a few press conferences and interviews that mm-hmm. she wanted to come back to the table and regroup for a little bit. And, uh, and something interesting that I read, the, I was reading last night, is that uh, Kathleen Kennedy's um, contract with Disney runs out in 2021. I'm curious to know if Disney might make a helm change no way you don't think so she's making billions of dollars man hand over fist they can't drag the money in fast enough oh my god the star wars land now at disney like thank you yeah like yeah thank you we're going in october yes and that is something i'm glad they did this in my 30s did you hear what they're gonna do with the hotels eventually Yes. They're making a hotel, right? And then what you can do is when you register for the hotel, you tell them what you want to be. So you say, I want to be a bounty hunter. And mm-hmm. then at like two in the morning or something, you get a phone call and they'll be like, you've got a bounty down at blah, 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 blah. Go oh, get really? It. And you're like, all right. You know, and you got to go do it. And they'll reference you as that the entire time you're at the hotel. That's cool. So they'll be like, welcome, Mr. Boba Fett or whatever. Oh, you know, dude, awesome. it's going to be nuts. So, yeah. But they keep coming out. How lucky are we to have chose something I mean we could all be just massive fans of the last unicorn instead and then what would we talk about right yeah the last unicorn yeah (laughs) the red bull they stole that one straight up huh they stole red bull from the last unicorn there was that red bull remember that came out of the ocean that was Mm -hmm. terrible what weird things we were allowed to watch when we were kids oh yeah Fantasia Fantasia yeah dude yeah, oh, kind of messed up I, for that. If yeah. I could erase Fantasia. <laughs> uh, so let's get into ICC Con, man. Yeah. This, if you can't see on our video, we're uh, already we, wearing the we, swag, baby. We got, we're we got ahead the logo of, up right now. Uh, yep, got go. we got the swag on. We got the logo coming. Uh, so yeah. Let, this last segment's going to be all ICC because we're excited to be a part of this. Yes, we are. We want to thank you for yeah. uh, letting us be a part of this Please. because that we think, you know, not only for a local convention, we want this to be the next, uh, you know, Middle Tennessee or, you know, Greater Tennessee 
uh, convention for all these fandoms and you know with a with a Star Wars focus you know and being that we're major Star Wars fans ourselves we, we're loving and being part of this so ha- tell us you know uh, how did you inch into getting this con man because we know that you started out with the uh, the website you know yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. First of all, for uh, you guys helping out, everybody that does help out, this is exactly how something like this grows. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a bunch of nerds getting together and making something that's fun. Uh, I started this. The reason why I started originally uh, ICCCon, I was at a giant corporate convention. And uh, to sit at this corporate convention, I was in a room. It was the VIP room. I was there with my wife. And uh, around our necks, we each had a $750 badge. And we were eating $27 plate of orange chicken. I wouldn't feed my worst enemy. <laughs> and uh, I have a $9 Coca-Cola in my hand. <laughs> and I'm looking in the corner, and there's one water cooler, and it's tepid with, like, those little cone cups so you can oh, even yeah. set down oh, your yeah. cup because, God forbid, you have a cup. And uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, it, the, the, the line skips weren't working for VIPs. This wasn't working. That wasn't working. There were... 10 billion people standing in line that each paid hundreds of dollars before all those tickets went to the secondary market, which now they go to the secondary market in like 17 seconds. Yeah. So oh, you're yeah. paying $1,000 oh, yeah. to get in there or something like that. I ended up being in the hole about $3,800 that was before hotel room, before rental car, and before buying a toy. Mm-hmm. It made me aggravated. And like every single thing in my life, it comes out of me being aggravated and me saying this needs to be fixed. Nobody else is going to get off their tush and do it. Let me do it. Um, that's where the IC came from. I mean, I started collecting Star Wars toys. And believe it or not, seven years ago, I had the knowledge that we had when we were little, you know, which is, you know, some of the stuff, but just from word of mouth. And so you make a mistake or something and you mm-hmm. get crushed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been through that. I've been crushed. But oh, now yeah. I know lots more stuff because there are kind people that help and teach and grow it. And that's how you learn things. So even me, who runs all these pod, uh, runs all these Facebook pages and the con and all this stuff, I mean, I was a noob seven years ago. Yeah. But nice people helped me grow out of that. And that's why I started the IC to get away from that. And then that's what the con started from is because what these other conventions are is they are giant corporations that have figured out how to get the cool stuff in a room for us to see and then charge the absolute maximum amount of money for it. Yeah. And you end up going, I was already that much money in. I mean, you spend two, three, four, five grand at these cons, and then you have to travel on top of it, especially if you're from Middle Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to do. I wanted to see behind the curtain. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to find out how much you can actually throw a con for. And now last year we had a con, right? It was a legitimate full size con. Did you guys enjoy yourselves? I didn't get to go. I was yeah, not anybody. Go. You got to go. I got to there go. You go. Did you like it? I, yeah, it was good. See, I did, for a starter con, for a starter was, con, it was, it was really nuts, good. right? It yeah. was really good. It was um, there was um, the Shatner thing was really cool. He was a cool guy. The mean the, green the stuff meet like and the that was cool. The arena style you had yep. was really cool. I thought was. Um, it was definitely better than the first time I went to Fan Fest. First time I went to Fan Fest was a real letdown. Right. Um, but, but see, felt- that kind of thing was just out of building it for that one year. It doesn't, you know what I mean? These other ones have been established for 20, mm-hmm. 30 years. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is how much did it cost you? <laughs> Technically, it was free. Okay. Well, if you didn't get a free <laughs> but, thing, but yeah, yeah, but it was well, a friend of mine came with me, and it was it was like eight bucks, I think. It was, it was, uh, it was the the regular tickets were fifty bucks a piece, or 
And uh, if you got just the regular ticket, but you snuck in the back, that's okay. No, I, I, I work for a company <laughs> that uh, that sponsors the event. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, he hooks me up with all the uh, wonderful everything, actually. That's yeah. actually even how I got the sounds. Yeah. And was through... Uh, what's his face eric yeah eric yep yeah i I work for uh fox 17 so yeah yeah he's my fancy pants that gets me into into green rooms and stuff shout out to eric doll yeah eric doll thanks brother for the rock and another great guy that's so nice to me but there's a collector he collects guitars yes he does like that so that's he's just a different kind of nerd he is so he gets it man and that's what i love that's why he came in here. He's like, here, you're going to want to go to He's this. such a good dude, man. He's he, great. He really I love is. Eric. But there you go. That's one nerd telling another nerd about another nerd, which ends up getting right. you to go to a convention and gets me on a podcast. That's how these things grow. Exactly. The thing is, man, is even if you would have spent the regular amount of money, it would have cost and you. And I would have. I would. Like, it was good enough. For, I would have. If I didn't work yeah. there, I would have paid the, the 50 But it would have cost you 50 bucks plus it costs. I mean, the food is like. Three dollars for a hamburger and fries, or three fifty, or something like that, or it's uh, two dollars for a twenty ounce soda. Free parking, you know what I mean? Yeah, like little yeah. things like that. It really keeps the cost down, especially if you go with a family of four. Man, I was just talking about two people at that corporate convention running me over thirty five hundred dollars just to walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going with a family of four, you're talking six grand. Oh yeah. If you're going with a family of four to ICC Con, you can get in that family four pack of tickets. I think it's like a hundred and thirty dollars or something cheap. I keep it low. I mean, kids are even free on Sunday and they're ten bucks on Saturday. It's cheap. Yeah. I want families to be able to afford it. So you go and you go meet movie stars and you go learn how to fight like a Jedi. I have this guy coming that's going to do a Jedi training academy. Like legit, he's the guy who trained like Qui Gon Jinn how to fight with a lightsaber so it's no joke man he's coming over from england andrew lawden and uh like stuff like that and you get to see these giant full-size props in the world's largest jurassic park display outside of universal studios and those are the kind of things that we're gonna have that that allows you to get those things but here's the thing the guy who does the jurassic park thing george crenshaw really nice guy but he he's the head of the jurassic park uh collectors club and everything down here and he does all this stuff but he doesn't he's not charging for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that doesn't require me to mm-hmm. add on extra money onto the food or onto the drinks or onto the whatever oh right. yeah man. and that keeps all the costs down so i mean a family of four can literally come two days to a full-scale convention right in nashville tennessee for under 200 bucks that's oh, with man. lunch yeah that's really good that's cheap yeah, so that's what I'm know. trying to do. <laughs> and like even, for example, all the guest stars. We have over 32 guest stars from the movies. I'm not talking about like Ron Rudat or Kim Simmons that are the guys that created the toys we love. But actual movie stars. Those movie stars, all their autograph prices and stuff, they come into me. Every other con on the planet adds money onto that. And that's mm-hmm. where you see the autograph prices. Mm-hmm. ICC con, it'll be the cheapest in the entire world because I don't. Whatever is charged on that autograph price is the exact cost that that guest star charges. So you're going to be able to get more autographs. I want you to be able to buy more things and buy more toys and buy more autographs. And Mm -hmm. I want you to have that extra money. And I don't need it to come to the con because, as we found out earlier, this isn't my income. Right. This is just something that needs to be here that we need and we need to grow and make awesome. And if eventually it breaks even, that would be great. Right. If eventually it makes a couple bucks and I get to play Star Wars for more of my life, that's great. You yes. know? 
Yes. But that's not what I'm going for. I'm going for a better experience, a less expensive experience. Because, man, I just got back from a con. And I love going to big cons. And I love going VIP or doing this mm-hmm. or doing that. But I wasn't even able to get VIP. And I walked out, and it cost me over $10,000 between my wife and I before buying any toys. Oh, wow. Now, granted, we had a very nice room. And Speaking granted, of your VIP, a- I'm putting... A- the VIP picture right now to our Facebook nice. page. 250 bucks yeah. and you got to meet and greet William Shatner like yeah. close enough to be Check like, Check out this VIP you, you like. guys can get going to the ICC. See, VIP, it's, you get so many benefits for this and how much is it? 250 bucks. 250 bucks you get to meet you get and fed. greet all the famous stars. Free food, free, free sodas, food. free chips, free it's, snacks, free swag. Meet, like literally meet people like right how we're sitting. Dude, you were there. Shatner, mm-hmm. right? What was he? Three feet from you? Not far at all. And being like, I did this, and what is your name? You know, he, he was very crazy. talkable. He was neat, he, man. Very. He would talk to everyone. Yeah. People sometimes say, you know, and that's the thing. You never know until you meet somebody. But people sometimes say, with you know, oh, Shatner's difficult. But man, wasn't he like the coolest dude ever? Yeah. That was super duper nice. He would. He would talk yeah. to anyone. Yeah. See, whenever I go to cons, I look forward to the guests. Yeah. I when we've went, that's what I go for is the guests. So I want you to tell us because I'm excited about two of your guests, especially. Okay. Because I'm a Ghostbusters and Congo fan, and I'm a Back to the Future nice. fan. I like that. So well, you're in better hands than you should be. Oh man, <laughs> cannot wait. So tell us some of the guests that are going to be at ICC this year. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of them from the Star Wars movies. Um, Ernie Hudson is who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're also going to have. Uh, let me think. Uh, Mark Anthony Austin, he played Boba Fett. We're going to have another Boba Fett. We're going to have Daniel Logan coming. Uh, we have a lot of people from the new movies. We have some people from Harry Potter, like Andy Hurd and Clemso. Uh, for you, we got some uh, We got some Power Rangers coming. We yes. got the Yellow Ranger. We got uh, Tracy Lynn Cruz. We got the Blue Ranger. Uh, Blake Foster. Blake Foster. And we have, um, who else? Font. Uh, what's his name? Font is his last name. I'm trying to look. I don't have it here. See, I should have had a list here, folks. That's but, okay. Uh, that's all right. Timothy Zahn Timothy is going to be there. Timothy Zahn be there, who we've been that's just chatting who, about. With I, the, uh, yeah. I can tell you right now, this guy right here who's on your screen, Timothy Zahn, yeah. knows how to write a Star Wars. Yes, oh, yeah. Oh, if you've yeah. not read a book by Timothy Zahn, you go out You're right now. Out. You are missing out. Heir of the Empire. He's the one who created Grand Admiral Thrawn. You need to go read these books. Mm-hmm. Another Do you one, want to hear something really sure. cool about Timothy Zahn? Yes. Now, Timothy Zahn, I have loved my since he wrote the books. He, I am a huge, super fan of his. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Me too, like, man. so when he actually wrote me back, I was like, Holy God, Timothy Zahn's right. Here. Man, this is <laughs> you know, that's what we did when we saw that he's coming to your con. <laughs> me and Matt were like, Oh my God! <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I don't even know how to explain it, dude. Even like his uh, his email address is very. Uh, I can't say it obviously. No, of course. But his email address is very uh, Star Warsy and like focused. And it's like, dude, you're so cool, man. Even your email address is cool, man. And uh, but he was so nice. And uh, one thing about him is he's been so nice the whole way and helpful. But uh, on top of it, I'm getting everybody's prices for what their autographs and their stuff costs and blah 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 blah. He goes, and you could tell he's a fan, you know. He goes nothing. I go, what do you mean nothing? He goes zero. He goes, you got my book, you got my whatever, I'll just sign it. See, that's You want a selfie, I'll take care of it. You want a photo op, we'll do this, we'll do that, whatever. I don't care. Um, Just for free. 
And lots of people do that. You know, Sansweet does that. And there's some other guys that do that. And that's wonderful. And the other thing is, is I do understand the ones that are trying to offset costs. And right. they do what they can do or what their mm-hmm. autograph is worth. Because if they didn't, you'd get one of those people who are right. not fans showing up and being like, give me 80000 and make them out to eBay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like, dude, right. so you, can't con- you have to control that as well. But uh, the Timothy Zahn thing is just, it's it's an unbelievable response to get to that question. What do your autographs cost? Because they cost money. I paid, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're the thing you pay for. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. he's just like, don't worry about it. Zero, zero, zero. And I'm like, <laughs> So come on out, meet one of, at least I can say, the best writer of our generation, for oh, me personally. Oh, come far. meet him for completely free. Grab a book that's going to cost you, what, 14 bucks and change your life. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, man. <laughs> <Air> <laughs> the about Empire Root, is man. by far one of the best Star Wars books ever. Unbelievable. One yeah. of my favorite yeah. books of all time. I want to interject real quick and apologize yeah. to everybody in Facebook land. We're having problems with our headphone amp right now. So mm. every once in a while, it's just it's recycling, and I have no idea why. It's the first time I've ever run across this issue. So I don't know why this is happening. I'm going to have to figure this out for our next show. But. I'm easy, man. It's, it's working for and us. Everyone knows that technology is technology and sometimes it messes up i mean i don't know what, what it, what's going on I don't know if it's overheating or what but it you know i don't know it comes and goes so it is what it is right now I'll so have, it may i may have to get it replaced i don't know so let's talk about some of the vendors that are good do you yeah. have any returning vendors oh tons of vendors um actually one of the big ones that people like a lot is beckett um authentication they're going to mm-hmm. come and they're going to have a much bigger booth and that way you can get your autographs authenticated if that is what you do there's a lot of people that uh do send-ins for autographs and stuff like mm-hmm. that we even have a send-in guy kip Hennerkin. um i don't know if you know him but he's on facebook if you ever reach out or anything but he will like for the people that can't make it he'll get your autographs for you um but anything like that where it's the way the way it is all right for example the autograph area the way it's set up is you can like walk through it and click a picture if you don't have forty dollars go ahead and take a picture mm-hmm. i'm not gonna you know what i mean you know how yeah. sometimes they do like these maze cavern oh, things yeah. where it's like oh no you better pay for that picture or you're gonna die you know it's or they do like for photo ops they'll be like oh you want one person in the photo op or eight because mm-hmm. if you want eight it's 20 bucks a person if you want one it's 20 bucks you know what man bring your entire baseball team and come get a picture it's gonna mm-hmm. be whatever the price is for one photo op mm-hmm. that guy's just using his finger to click the button once i mean right. what's the problem yeah. i don't like those kind of things i just sorry i get off on all these tangents what was you no, again no, just some of the, oh, the vendors, vendors that um, you're excited yeah, about. Yeah, uh, there's going to be also AFA there, um, Action Figure Authority. They also do great video games. They're a grading company. CAS will be there, Collector's Archive Services. They're a grading company. Uh, Hakes uh, Auctions will be there. You know Hakes. I don't know if you guys just saw Hakes, yeah. the darn rocket fat that yeah. sold for $118,000 <laughs> two days ago. Jesus. For a 3.75-inch figure, man. That's <sighs> They have a lot of good stuff on Hakes. Dude, I'll I just tell wish you, I like, could... Afford it. Three, four years ago, man, there was one that came up and it was like thirty grand. I'm like, that's insane. I won't pay over twenty. You know, I, I like put my foot down and blew that one. Man. That's worth seventy grand more two years later. But then yeah. again, it's good because that would bring up the thing like, oh, do you sell it? Because it's just so much. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to have to make that decision, and then yeah. I'd be the idiot with like a car that's breaking down and a hundred thousand dollar toy on my wall. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So hey, you got to make those kind of decisions yeah. sometimes. Um, also, we have tons of vintage Star Wars vendors. Also, one request I did get last year, which 
as we said, people collect different things. I had no idea, but um, I pop fenders. Mm, Funko yes. Pops are yeah, huge. They are huge. Um, yeah, they are. And yeah. I am kind of the guy that was like, I don't like Funko Pops, so I'm going to just <laughs> turn down those and only have vintage. And that was actually one of the, the complaints that we did get mm-hmm. last year is not enough pop vendors. So we're correcting that. We're getting more comic books this year because people dig comic books. And uh, I'm just not a comic book collector. So right. these are things. The way that you said earlier, oh, it's cool to have a Star Wars convention, Star Wars focused convention. The only reason why it's that way. And that's why it's changing even more this year than it was last year. The only reason why it's that way is originally it was just me, a crazy person, with a plan. And so I was like, all right, I know Star Wars people. Like the, the right. sounds thing. That's the connections I have. The friends I have are Star Wars people. Um, and then it started spreading out into more and more stuff. So that's why we're getting you know Power Rangers, Jurassic Park stuff. But those are all people I met from last year's con that are bringing those things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have the wonderful things of the old school, which is the very expensive vintage stuff, the crazy, you've never seen that before in a million years. The guys are coming up from Mexico, the little Lily Letty guys. Uh, we got Freddy coming up from Buenos Aires, Argentina to do the uh, top toys again. And we got another Lily Letty guy, uh, Luis Galvez, that's coming up from uh, Mexico. And he's the preeminent cool. Lily Letty guy in the whole world. Um, and then we got some people from overseas. The guy who did our badges, actually, Brent Scotchmer. Um, he's a tops artist, mm-hmm. and he's from Australia. And oh. he's flying in from Australia. For Actually, here's a little. I'll give you a little. I haven't told anybody yet this, but. Uh-oh. With uh, the badges. Exclusive. Careful, yeah, it it's on exclusive. Facebook. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> with the badges, there's six or seven different badges right and he did them and they're really cool there's like a stormtrooper and like a stay puff marshmallow man and power ranger and a whole bunch of different stuff and uh the one badge that's going to be a certain badge um well it's going to be the vip badge but the vip badge um has two special stickers that you can only get from brent that'll go onto the badge to make it like complete so it's okay. like a chase badge, which is crazy. And the guy, uh, he'll sign any badge you want or anything like that. And that way you can get the badge signed by the actual artist that is from Australia that flies in just for this show in Middle Tennessee. Wow. So we have lots of worldwide pull because of the Imperial Commissary thing, which mm-hmm. not only gets us really cool toys, but it gets us really cool guest stars. I mean, we have 22 guests coming from London. Mm, from England. Wow. That's awesome. The reason why is because when's the last time you got to meet somebody from England and get something signed? Yeah. 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 But we are extremely lucky living in a giant booming community like Nashville because what did we just get? We got a direct flight from our international mm-hmm. airport 15 right. minutes from my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't so much me planning on doing this as much as trying to do it and then it just being it all clicking into place like the perfect game of Tetris. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and now so many more people are helping and so many more people and I'm on podcasts with the dude from Fox and you know, it's, it's nice. I, I mean, mean, we had the totally pleasure. Different. We had the pleasure of on, you uh, guys are coming back. Oh yeah. yeah. Of new con new, new comic book day, or free comic book day. We actually got to meet Ula. Yeah. <clears throat> she came down. She came. We were Femi at Star. Taylor. Yeah, we were at Femi yeah, Taylor. We I were had at Starbase. And she came. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. And uh, she came in and we just asked her, hey, can we do an interview with you? Yep. You know, 10, 15 minutes. And she's like, sure. And we were all like, um, uh, okay, um, let's do this. And, you know, 
asked a couple questions and it was great and it was a great interview and it was fun but it's like stuff like that this con this con can bring that kind of stuff the prerequisite for any of my guest stars the only way you can get onto that list or into my radar at all Mm -hmm. is if someone has personally mentioned to me directly that you are extremely kind that you interact very well with your fans Mm -hmm. and that you love what we are do you know what I mean? I don't yes. ever want that one that's like, I don't like fanboys. Give me $700 for an autograph. You know what, dude? Go somewhere else. Right. I don't need you. Whatever. We I want have people. some horror, horror stories yes. about uh-huh. meeting, meeting your heroes. Yeah, I want folks that like, talk and realize that, you know what, man? Whatever you do, no matter who you are or how famous you are or whatever it is, the reason why you are that way is because of these people that watch your movies, buy your toys, talk you up on the internet, and this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That's why these guest stars, they're known for being kind. So when Mm -hmm. you go up to Chris Bunn and you're talking about, hey, man, what was it like getting completely shaved and being molded into stormtrooper armor? Like, I mean, the reason why stormtroopers are all the size they are is because they did it on his body. So... He'll tell you about that, but he'll also tell you how it was like fun hanging out with Luke in the back and, you know, doing this with Mark Hamill. And the funniest thing was Carrie Fisher because she was just so cool and these kind of stories. And not only do they engage with you and talk about these kind of stories, but even if you wanted to talk about something else, they wouldn't push you away. They aren't, you you guys know. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain ones where they're just like, give me the money, get out. Mm -hmm. And those kind, I don't (laughs) care how famous you are. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. A couple people have come up before that I have decided not to get because of that. Yeah, but uh, that's what I'm trying to do. If you want to play and you want to be kind, whether you are a guest star, whether you are famous, whether you are somebody that can just scrape together enough money for one ticket, mm-hmm. you're going to be treated well and you're going to be treated like a human being and there will be that kindness. And if you don't show that kindness in turn, that's what we have Nat for who's watching the show. <laughs> right. And the other 18 guys on the Dude, I got your my ar- security your detail is so cool. I mean, they are like, if you ever want to be in a room with like the coolest, most thoroughly serious individuals in the history of the world that happen, and also collect Star Wars toys, um, these guys are it. But they're so pro, man. Like, I mean, last year I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this because I don't Uh-oh. know anything. Like that. <laughs> but they they like had a secret Cadillac escape car for me and like all this stuff and I had these routes and I'm like dude I don't think anybody hates me that much man you know but, <laughs> but uh, even William Shatner said they were by far the most professional security detail he's ever worked at the that's convention cool. so and that was a security detail that's half the size of the one this year because that's another thing we live in a world where it's unsafe yes. and yeah. you have to Sad do everything do. you can to make it safe yeah. Yes. And those are the kind of things, I mean, those are the kind of things you focus on. And also garbage cans, man. You don't think about it, but you'd be surprised how oh, much no. garbage people at, create. At New, at New York Comic Con, that is one of my biggest, that is one of my biggest complaints. Is garbage. The garbage is every like it's falling yep. off the garbage cans and they're not coming by and picking it up at a, at a I mean, yeah. it starts smelling mm-hmm. bad by like, the third day in the middle of yeah. the day because especially on Saturday Saturday's the biggest day I mean I'm sure it is for yeah. for ICCC oh, yeah. Saturdays is when you know hey everyone's off bring your families or you know I guess kids days more Sundays but well, yeah, yeah but the, 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 the people don't like think me. about the garbage but that is yeah. a big thing that's, to a that's a little thing is the garbage and uh, what else is it uh, there's such there's like silly little things there was uh, we didn't have uh, tape duct tape 
<laughs> yeah. That is a lesson we learned. We keep yeah. duct tape everywhere. Man, there is duct tape in every single vehicle I have for the, the end of time. I don't yeah. care if it's a quad. I will tape duct tape to it. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, and it will stick. And it's little things like that, you know, but you learn all those things and then the next year you don't run into the same problems. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So, speaking of that, how long after the con is over... Do you go ahead and start planning next year? Yeah, year's that's a question con. I was curious about. Um, well, I uh, currently I'm planning next year's. I mean, already. So you're already yeah. in it. Well, see, the thing is, is, as I said, I have so many different department heads this year and so many more folks helping that it's taken a lot of the brunt off my back. I mean, last year I was building a website from scratch with the little information I could think of and how right. to do it. This year, I have the dude who builds Arby's websites that happens to be a cool nerd Star Wars collector that's knocking out the incredibly insane nice website mm-hmm. I have now. You yes. know what I mean? It's like yeah. so much better. Yeah, it looks <laughs> good. And it didn't take me any time um, because just Chip Chip uh, just knocked it out, and he's so good at it. And that's the thing. We all have things that we're very, very good at that we – if you let them run with it, they're going to do an awesome job, and that awesome job – allows more people into it allows more people to see the website it looks more impressive it looks more legitimate i mean just the the first shot of the episodes that we're putting out we're putting out mm-hmm. these episodes of first shots and Which they're just great they're clean the right thanks bro i appreciate Yeah, they that. look really good but i mean it's it's high quality and that's the reason why is because he knows how to do that i was doing stuff where i was uh like doing William Shatner was doing interviews on the radio last year or something and I was cutting in like pictures and it just looked awful you know but that was the best I could do at the time and then uh I don't know I I I started getting into the I don't know where was I again I'm sorry where uh I keep getting lost your questions you know (laughs) planning for next year oh planning for next year yeah when I really really start I start next uh, time we'll send you a list of questions (laughs) it's not gonna help man I I I had something up here and I totally lost it and that was like I was all planning for when you guys asked me about Mm -hmm. what the guest stars were and I like couldn't scroll on here because I had something selected and I'm terrible excel but there you go my wife does the excel now so these things that used to take me days take me a lot less time so I'm able to catch up right now we're trying to figure out the venue time because what happened is a couple major conventions switched their times mm-hmm. to right at the end of August right at the beginning of September so if mm-hmm. we go and try to fight with I mean man no matter what way you cut it if you're making a microbrewery you know what I mean it may be the best beer in the world but it's still not going to change the fact that you can't tell enough people about it like Budweiser can Yes. Right. Yeah. And if Budweiser is the one making it, I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? That's so just the brand you know. You, you just go get to. out of their way and you say, hey, listen, the microbrew will be releasing on this day instead. So that's what I'm searching for right now is I'm searching for a time where we can still, because I love this venue. Yeah. Right. I love the fact that it's one of the only conventions in the world where you can go walk around and you could actually just plop down and sit in a free chair. What is that? What is that? That that's a thing at like all other conventions where they don't let you mm-hmm. sit mm-hmm. anywhere. Like I mean, you're yeah. like a refugee on the floor with half a pizza and sitting in a hallway, and that's yeah. the best you got. We feel like happy. that at Heroes Con sometimes. Mm-hmm. And from what I've heard, you know those tables that you, they they have, they've taken a bunch of those out. Why? Because I don't know. Well, I don't see, know why that, that that they would they do it. Got like fifteen thousand free seats, man, at ICCC. Come sit down, talk to a friend. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, why don't you tell everybody the information where they can find about your yeah. your website, your con, and um, sure. things like that? 
All right, here, I'm going to shut this laptop so you can see I actually do all these things right off the top of my brain. That's how <laughs> weird my brain is. You were like, well, why do you do all these things? That's that's why, man, it's always gone. But uh, for anything involving the Imperial Commissary, which is the Star Wars Facebook groups, it's also we have uh, Facebook groups about buying, selling, and trading uh, different toy lines from even He-Man and wrestlers to anything. Um, those you can find all those at www.imperialcommissary.com and uh, on there you can also find a link to the podcast which is going to be www.imperialcommissary.com forward slash ICSW that's IC Star Wars is the name of the podcast you can also find the website for the convention at www.icnashville.com that's icnashville.com you can also follow us on Instagram at ICCC Nashville you can follow us on Twitter at ICCC Nashville and you can probably follow us on other things but I don't really know how to work those so just search for ICCC Nashville and you'll find us my name is Mike Havens you can also search Mike Havens Star Wars and I'm pretty much everywhere. If you have any questions, I'm always willing to answer. I'm always willing to help. And uh, I'm also always buying Star Wars toys. So if you want to meet me really bad, get a really cool Boba Fett. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to have some uh, Boba Fett stuff to raffle off. Nice. So you come by come by in your own con and get I a will. raffle ticket. Hey, man, can I play? Is that the rule? Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, that's amazing. Sold. The, some of the raffles will be free and some of the raffles will be that's a right. paid I'm, raffle. I love it, man. Yours will be for free. No, well, no, I'll pay. I don't care. If I get to play, that's the thing, man. I do lots of raffles. We do charity raffles and stuff like that. Oh, and yeah. we do lots of raffles at the con, and that's a lot of fun. But the thing is, I'm never allowed to play. So I'm fired up. You guys are coming. Absolutely. In, and you guys are coming, and you're going to do a live podcast. Yes, we are. And yes, you're we actually going to interview folks and, and stuff like that. And I promise like you, our equipment will be working when we show up. Dude, so. I haven't noticed anything wrong, and you should really come record a podcast at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even no, understand how pro this yeah. is, man. We're planning on going live. Um Probably multiple days live. Yeah. Um, and we, did we get you a club table or did we get you press? Make sure that I do press. I'll get I, you guys press badges. Even remember. if not, I'll upgrade okay. you to them and that way you can squeeze in okay. better places. But the um, we're planning on going live, I know, Friday and Saturday. Perfect. Sunday we might just enjoy the con and do a small yeah. Facebook Live. Um, but we're, we're planning on showing anyone and everyone we can this con. This is the con... For people who want cons. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is the con that you want to go to because you're going to feel at home at this con and you're not going to feel like you... I've been to many big cons and I feel out of place mm -hmm. at some times, especially the first time I went. Like New York Comic Con, I felt like a, a, a mouse in a lion's den. That's huge, um, and at this con, you can feel like you're at home in one of the family. That's the one thing that is the best thing about this con that you have to see and experience. That it's it's something you can do with your family and that you can enjoy so much. So I'm looking so forward to this con. You have no idea. I appreciate idea. that, man. I really do. Thank you. All right, Michael. Thank you so, so much kind. for joining us today, man. We really Thanks appreciate for having it. Me, man. Um, we've got a few announcements we're going to go over real quick. Um, we want to throw a shout out to Judd and his uh, crew down at Starbase fifteen fifty. Comics. Yes. Uh, check out Starbase1552comicshop.com. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, it's a great, great selection on comics and toys. Uh, coming up on um, July 27th, we're going to be talking to Gogo Bell about her Dirty Nerdy Burlesque show. That's going to be an interesting show. You can check her out on social I'm media. Forward to that show. Yeah, we're going to check her out on social media at Dirty Nerdy Burlesque. At Dirty Nerdy Burlesque. 
Um, are we doing a on uh, August twenty fourth? Are we doing a show for our NFL fantasy draft? Or yes. That, okay. So uh, August in August twenty fourth. August twenty yes. fourth yes. is yes. going to be our. Uh, we're going to do a live. I don't know how that will go. That'll be your first. Though. Yeah, that's going to be, be a, a process. An, an interesting. That's going to be an interesting show. All right, I'll work on it. Uh, so, uh, also, you can catch us live in December. We're going to be at the Nashville Comic and uh, Toy Day, Sunday, December 1st. It's going to be at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, come out and see us live. For more information on that, you can check out ComicCityConventions.com or social media at Nashville Comic Day. Also in September, like we've been talking about today, we're going to be at the ICCC, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. Come out, check us out live, be a part of the show. Don't know where you're listening to us today, but uh, we are on all the major podcast outlets. Uh, we're on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, now on iHeartRadio, and coming soon to Pandora. Uh, you can also find our entire archive at theeclecticcollective.com. That's going to wrap it up for episode 36. It's our first mashup episode. Uh, we want to sincerely thank you, Michael, for joining yeah, us thanks, today. Mike. Thanks, yeah, for thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me, Michael. We had a, had a lot of fun, and we thank can't you wait for, for ICCC. Uh, to everyone listening, um, sorry, that's my fault. My fault. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was, I was hearing an echo in the yeah, background. That's totally my bad. My um, iPad took over. Uh, to, to everyone listening, we want to uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you like what you hear, please give us a uh, yes. rating, five-star rating on uh, iTunes. It helps us uh, get our show in front of a lot of new listeners. And we definitely want this show to grow. We're booking a lot more live shows. And we want to meet and greet all of you at our live shows. And there's also a chance for you to take part in those shows when you come out to see us live. Um, you have to come out live to see us to find out more information on that. Um, if you want to keep up with us, uh, you can check us out on social media using the handle at Nerdly Eclectic. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you all for listening to the Eclectic Collective and I see Star Wars today. We hope to join. Hope you join us next time. And until then, stay eclectic, everybody. Love, peace, chicken grease. Well, that was a bunch of fun. Thank you very much to the guys at the Eclectic Collective Podcast, Brian, Matt, Jim, Ryan, and Micah. That was a good time. Hey, start a podcast with your friends. Why not?
it's it's a good day to start one well thank you very much for listening i am getting this out technically it is still friday it is 9 31 at night it should be out there by 10 p.m give it a listen this weekend while you're hunting in the wild thank you very much for listening to episode 18 of ic star wars i do want to tell you where to find cool ic stuff go to www.imperialcommissary.com you can find out everything about uh the imperial commissary there you can find us on instagram at ICCCon. You can find us on Twitter at ICCC Nashville. You can find the convention website at www.icnashville.com. Come on out September 13th, 14th, and 15th to the Williamson County Expo Center in Franklin, Tennessee. Beautiful Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, also, you can check out the Con Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash ICCC 2019. You can also check the convention Facebook page if you want to talk about last year's convention or you want to talk to people going to this year's convention at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IC Collectors Con. Also, you can check us out, follow us along at YouTube, like, subscribe, do all those fun YouTubey type things, watch the episodes of First Shots when they come out, www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Imperial Commissary. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of IC Star Wars. This is episode 18. I will see you in September. If not, I will see you at the next IC meetup. If not, I'll see you anytime. Just give me a call with a Boba Fett I need.